Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leia, KN6NWZ. And we like to talk about the radios and the antennas and all the other things that go along with our wonderful hobby, amateur radio. So let's get started, shall we? Ooh, that was a double. That was cool. Oh, what'd you do there? I don't know. And like, woo, quick tap. Oof. That was pretty awesome. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Hammer Radio Crash Course. Leia, how's your week been? Oh, it's been a whirlwind. It was Ben's birthday, and then you hit 300K. 300,000 subscribers. That's incredible. Surreal. That's Continues like to twice be twice what the ARRL. I now have more subscribers than the ARRL. Yeah. <laughs> and it's free. <laughs> well, I mean, that's probably why I have, right? Twice the uh, twice the number. And so I had to run out and get you an ice cream cake, mm-hmm. naturally. Oh, right. Right. Yes. Because that's our, that's our, our celebratory jam. cake. We get, we get ice cream based So I cakes. went to Dairy Queen. You went to Dairy Queen. As, as was recommended by many a podcast listener. Very much like Carvel's. Yes. And then I had to fashion... 300k mm-hmm. out of these birthday numbers mm-hmm. so i got a three and a zero and a zero mm-hmm. and then i had to take a one and cut a part of a four out to staple it to the to one it, to make okay. it a k nice it came out great well thank i really appreciate you uh doing that it was very nice you however had a big week big week too you are now a okay. part of, of a, a council uh, no, I'm a part of a city advisory board. Let freedom ring. Yes. So if you ever go to a Cerritos 4th of July celebration, which is actually kind of a big deal because there's like a street fair. A number of things. The, the 4th concert, of July. The fireworks. The Lantern Festival. Don't hold me responsible. I'm just advising. That's <laughs> the Lantern Festival, among some other things, Lantern too. Festival, mm-hmm. Festival of Friendship. Those are all things that I've been involved with for years anyway. So. Regardless of this appointment. Right. Okay. But you have been appointed to it. Yep. So there you go. Very good. We like to kick off the podcast with the Ham Radio Minute. It's never a minute. And today's is uh, research your potas. Research your potas. Oh, so that you know that they are potas? Yeah. Well, no, not exactly. And I'll, I'm I'm putting on my I did soda before poda was a thing hat, right? Okay. Right. So I was out there. I was out there doing portable ham radio before Parks on the Air was even a thing. Even oh. National Parks on the Air. Now you're starting to sound yeah. like a fud. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, that's not the point of this. But back when I was primarily doing summits on the air, we would spend a more we would spend more time researching how to get to the summit. Because as it turns out. Getting to the summit is a lot harder than just, like, getting into a park area. Sure. Right? Usually involves some kind of hiking and an incline. Right. And, like, there are people who make trail reports. Sure. There were blogs back in the day. Jerry, you know, Jerry, um, who has sadly passed away, that was a big part of his channel, was doing those kind of video logs on the trail report, getting to the summit on the well, air. Well, because summits on the air is actually two hobbies in one. It right. is hiking. Yes, yes. And then ham radio. Right. I agree 100%. Whereas parks on the air, 
the getting to the park is kind of incidental. It can be a hike, right? Like I know Mike, Kate MRD. It's the, it's the strip mall of portable activation. Wow, shots fired. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with- We like with... to think of summits on the air as perusing a fine museum. <laughs> But all you peons I love in your malls. strip we Why? like to slum it too. Why? What is wrong with strip malls? Strip malls are great. What's okay. strip malls are like quintessential California. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think people are going to take it the way that you're now back. No, they're just hard. they're just very convenient. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So. Your uh, strip mall is just, there's so much convenience packed into yeah. one little city block. Okay, got there's it. Like, Not that it's like it's, Slumdog, it's, you know. It's parking and a short walk to get to where you need okay. to be. I, I can I can see where you're going with this. It's it's not like a... Can't say it'd be my analogy, but we got there. I like strip malls. Okay, well, I'm glad I don't think it's a demeaning yeah. term. Yeah. Roll up your window, darling. We're driving by the strip mall segment of the town. Oh, my gosh. Suburban California is almost all strip malls. I know, so. yeah. <laughs> anyway, the, the point, though, is that most of the time, for a lot of the parks out there, they're kind of like a drive up with a picnic area. You can go out there. There's like a table you get set up on. Pretty pretty easy, straightforward. I was mentioning Mike, KMRD. He goes to a park where he actually does do a little hike elects yeah. to do the hike he doesn't have to right? oh so he goes to the park then walks around Dude, the park gets first, a little exercise in does a little bit of talky talk down then sits down sets up the antenna all that stuff okay uh, but there's there is some parks that it turns out if you do a little bit of research it'll probably save you one an entire trip um two it'll also gain you some information that you might not have known like where might be the better area to set up and just avoid this other side of the park for instance when I was driving back home from uh, Ohio with mm -hmm. COVID, and I was going through Illinois, one of the parks that you put on my kind of like places to check mm -hmm. was uh, like a it was a park, but it was like the the grounds for a museum, mm -hmm. and almost the entirety of it was underground. <laughs> <laughs> like the parking structure, everything was underground, so there's very little area that I could activate because I was trying to stay in the vehicle. Right, I had COVID. Right, yeah. I had a magmount antenna, so yeah. I was trying to just park in Poda and then and get on with it. You know what a good, other good example? Because I didn't feel good. Yeah. Of of uh, a Poda that you probably should have researched, Angel Island. Oh, like so you was... might have been able to find out that there was something that would prevent you from transmitting under your table. That particular area, <laughs> had I watched the the Ghost Adventures <laughs> show with Zach Baggins. We would have known that 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 basketball court super haunted, <laughs> and those ghosts hate amateur radio specifically by name. Uh, no, it. I mean sure, that guy. Sure. That guy was using shortwave radio on the island. Fine. Which guy? You remember the shortwave radio guy I saw? He was carrying around a shortwave radio. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, it was the transmitting that was our problem, and yeah. I and I. I believe it was related to whatever the composition was of where we set up. Had we, had we set up like a quarter mile away, we probably would have been fine. So, yeah, I don't think I would have learned that from uh, necessarily some research online. But I know that park in the Illinois, in Illinois, yeah, I would have found out, oh, this is mostly underground parking structure. I'm activating from my vehicle. 
This is a no go. Skip this one. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. That's a that's a five minute Google search. Right. Mm -hmm. This is all things you can do like real fast. And then that would save you time because if you're trying to do like let's say you're trying to knock out like three parks in an afternoon. Well, you can skip one of those parks because it's not conducive to your trip. You can add another one. So you still have three, you know, et cetera, and not have to, you know, waste some time. So consider consider research your parks a bit before you get out on the air. Leah, would you like to take a test? Yes. Okay. I'm still an element G1. Okay. I've now seen 84% of it, though. Okay. So that's really great for me. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Which of the following conditions requires a licensed amateur radio operator to take specific steps to avoid harmful interference to other users or facilities? Mm. A, when using a band where the amateur service is secondary. B, when a station is transmitting spread spectrum emissions. C, all of these choices are correct. D, when operating within one mile of an S. FCC monitoring station. This, of course, is all choices are correct. Yeah. yeah. We're actually going to talk a little bit about that kind of stuff in the main topic today. So stay tuned. Great. Mm-hmm. All of these uh, questions that are coming up now are from uh, the G1E section of the test, because that is a test that I don't even have 25 percent exposure right. a section of, you've been talking yeah. about this this we're now hitting that section of the yeah. sub element mm-hmm. what are the restrictions on messages sent to a third party in a country with which there is a third party agreement a the message must be limited to no longer than one minute in duration and the name of the third party must be recorded in the station <laughs> log b they must be for other licensed amateurs C, they must relate to emergencies or disaster relief. D, they must relate to amateur radio or remarks of a personal character or messages relating to emergencies or disaster relief. And that last one is the correct Correct. answer. Once upon a time, when the amateur radio license first got cooked up, right, every time you called CQ, you had to log it in your log. Wow. So if you had like a pretty poor system or your antenna wasn't that great, mm-hmm. every time you called CQ, you'd have to log it. So people would remark that when they started out as an amateur, the first like 10 pages of their logbook was just them calling CQ and no one responding. Oh, man. Now FT8 does it all for you. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if we had to log? <laughs> oh, brother. Brother. The frequency allocations of which ITU region apply to radio amateurs operating in North and South America. A, Region 1, B, Region 2, C, Region 3, D, Region 4. The answer is B, Region 2. Got it. Region 1 is Europe, Africa, the Mm -hmm. former USSR, Mongolia, and the Middle East west of the Persian Gulf, including Iraq. That is very particular because, check this terrible numbering situation, Mm -hmm. region three, not two, includes parts of Asia, not formerly part of the USSR and most of Oceania. You would think that one in three, those areas, because they are kind of a part of the same Mm landmass, would be right next to each other in number. But no, they broke it up with region two. In the middle, which is the Americas, including Greenland 
and some Pacific Islands. Not <laughs> okay? all. Yes. Some. <laughs> the, the mnemonic memory device on this is North and South America are two continents. That's not bad. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's not bad. That's actually one of that's one of the better ones, I think. All right. Oh, day. In what part of the 2.4 gigahertz band may an amateur station communicate with a non-licensed with non-licensed Wi-Fi stations? A, no part, B, anywhere on the band, C, channels 1 through 4, or D, channels 42 through 45? The answer is A, no part. No part. No part. No part. Exactly. That's it. There's no interoperability in amateur radio to other services or non-services. And this is the last question. What is the maximum PEP output allowed for spread spectrum transmission? Ooh, this is a good one. I got it wrong. Mm. But it's A, 100 watts, B, 10 watts, C, 1500 watts, or D, 100 milliwatts. The answer is, in fact, 10 watts. I got That was the only question I got wrong today. Spread spectrum is a really interesting uh, concept. Uh, in part, created or discovered or, you know, invented by uh, Hedy Lamar. Fantastic lady. Very good. Wait, let me, let me give the information. Okay. Wi-Fi is spread spectrum. Yes, it is. So th the limit of 10 watts on the spread spectrum emissions apply. It refers to a code section, 47 mm -hmm. CFR, 97.313J, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah. which is meaningless to me. I mean, there's a link, because Ham Study is awesome like this about citing references, but. Mm -hmm. uh, and just so nobody ats us about Hedy Lamar, I know that uh, her patent, I believe, was on frequency hopping which is kind of the forebearer of spread spectrum. Okay. But if we didn't have that, we wouldn't have the later. So there you go. Okay. All right. Well, if you'd like to study along with Leia, we highly recommend hamstudy.org. Also, we like the Gordon West Ham Radio Test Prep books. They're available on Amazon. Links are in the show notes. Gordo, the Indeed. godfather of ham radio. The, the man. One day he may call upon you for a favor. Me specifically? <laughs> and the fast track to your ham radio license books, they're on Audible. They are an audiobook. I really like those. Wouldn't they helped me get my extra. If everybody who read the Gordon West books and got licensed mm -hmm. now owes him a favor. <laughs> like some mob boss. Some ham mob boss. You are the you are the godfather. <laughs> a favor. <laughs> that would be funny. Maybe. He just tracks everybody who's bought the book on Amazon <laughs> in a favorite book. I love it. I like it. Join the conversation by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts for the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. It's the only way that we know we're doing a good job out here. And or emailing us at leah at hamtactical.com. Leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious, and we appreciate it. I think we have three, but I'm not completely sure. So this is from... Three would be amazing. VVCGJ space CB space FDA space the... That's a lot of alphabets. Subject is love the show. 
Love it. Thank you. Love it. Keep it up. The great work, Leia. Oh, Leia, you should do APRS. Oh, that's a little. I don't know if I'm supposed to take that weirdly, but could be taken weirdly. What if because it was only addressed to me now I really want to do APRS? APRS is the mode where primarily people use it to just beacon their location. Oh, really? Yeah. Like if I'm hiking. No, people just drive with APRS turned on, just beaconing all over the place. No, I like my anonymity. Yeah, people ask. You know, that's kind of funny. Leia, you should do APRS. So <laughs> Josh does APRS. Leia does not. This is from BB Ramon. Hey, I know that tone. Wow, I'm BB Ramon, and the rhyming is already. I like it. All right. Hey, I'm a longtime YouTube follower. <laughs> <laughs> boy, boy, crazy boy. <laughs> Just discovered your podcast. Love it. During the CW portion, I had a Pavlovian response to the CW tone of that MCT 73. I'm the Spark Gap Labs guy, and believe me, I have that tone permanently burned in my brain. <laughs> Glad you're liking it. Keep up the great work. Hi, Leia. 73 Hi. <laughs> from KC1QIR. And yes, the creator did reach out to me that is uh, in email. Um, but he he was cracking up that we're using it on the show. He thinks that's super cool. Uh, I don't know if he emailed us on this episode, but he did email me. And so if it was just a private email, hey, good to talk. With I you. really appreciate these positive reviews. Mm-hmm. The CW Lounge is my least favorite. <laughs> it is. It's true. It's true. I've already mainly, this is me. mainly because I have already been dragged mm-hmm. into yes, prepping yes. for one test. Yes, 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 yes. And then you've decided that you're going to further challenge my brain later at night. Right. right yeah, yeah, like. yeah. This is the epitome of I have I have said a couple of times, and I don't think people get the concept. <laughs> this is me putting a hat on a hat. <laughs> I already had a nice hat. I didn't need a second nice hat on top of the first hat, right? Like, this is go- I, this I is a hat thought, too far. I, I thought that what we were going to do was I was going to pass my general, get my extra, maybe become a VE, and then learn CW. Oh, But honey. you have honey. really <laughs> put me in a position here. <laughs> Where do you the like? podcast? The do you like? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, you have put me in a position here where I care about the podcast listeners so much. I know. I have. Really I have. I the hat on a hat like was this is a little a little. I also, I also agree. What I have done here is par- par- probably a bridge too far. Yes. <laughs> Likely. Likely. So, hey, there's that. Uh, This is from Friendly Hawk. Enjoying your podcast. Josh, I really enjoy listening to your take on ham radio and the technical ham and the technical (laughs) aspects that you generously provide us. I recently passed my technician in May. Congratulations. Got my general early this month. Earlier. Oh, man. Double congratulations. I've ran into a few scammers and got, oh, wait, we read this one, but then why is the date changed? That's weird. Mm, hmm. So many so many reiterated bells. Uh, that's really weird. So, Friendly Hawk, your date of your review got bumped up. 
So I don't know what happened. I'm going to finish reading it because you, you, something happened. Maybe he updated it. Apple Podcasts wanted me to reread it, so we're going to do that. Got snookered on a couple of radios from uh, from eBay. I am looking for a technician, probably in Colorado, to work on a Kenwood TS530. That's not transmitting. The receiver is good. Your podcast has helped me decide that the scammers that took advantage of my good nature are not going to ruin my wanting to succeed in this hobby. I am continuing to learn more about radios and am going to build my own HF antenna. I recently ordered the AWRL book on basic antenna design and building textbook. Thank you both for being a calming voice of inspiration for this hobby for me. Yeah, and uh, Friendly Hawk, I hope uh, you go and listen to the last podcast because I gave you some recommendations. It is very likely that that is the finals that went bad on your radio on the TS530. And there's probably a number of videos, uh, probably videos on YouTube online that you can just uh, follow in uh, in being able to actually do that fix yourself. It's it's probably not that hard. Um, there are probably other hams, maybe even in a local ham club that can help you uh, further with that too. So well, keep that in mind. thank you everybody who left a review. Yeah. They feel all warm and fuzzy We really inside. appreciate it. It's the only way we know we do a good job is if we get those reviews. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into the unknown I will go, for I shall fear no man of peace. One foot after the other, for I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. Welcome to Leia's Preparedness Corner. This is where we talk about, ah, not necessarily... The doomsday prepper, more the softer side of preparedness, because if you have a fire extinguisher in your house, you're a prepper. That's right. <laughs> so what's the topic for today, Leah? Well, here's a tagline. Uh-oh. It takes a lot to surprise me with all these extremes, but this year has been a surprise, said Adam Smith, a NOAA economist and scientist. Why does NOAA have economists? And scientists. Wait, wait, wait. An economist and, and scientist? And both. Who analyzes weather and climate-related disasters. Okay, that's the tagline. Hmm. Okay. The U.S. has seen a record number of weather disasters this year, and it's only September. I mean, that's like most of the years gone. That's three-fourths of the year. I mean, I'm assuming because this is monsoon season and hurricane mm. season that we're rolling into. All right. So we're going to run through the disasters. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. A best of 2023 well, that, disasters. You don't really call it the best. Is he ranking them? Like, number uh, one. No, I think he's going a little bit in chronological order. Uh, Hurricane Idalia okay. uh, that went through Florida, uh, Georgia, and the Carolinas. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out that wasn't a cataclysmic storm that everybody expected, but obviously still damage. Of course. I mean, it's it, the the problem is the flooding. I mean, obviously, strong winds, much da- very very awful. <laughs> yes. like, but in downgraded, you know Leia, there's many parts of a hurricane that are not. But great. in downgraded hurricanes, when people say, "Oh, it wasn't as bad as people expected," it's still flooded. <laughs> like you know what I mean? And right. floods create a ton of damage. So. Uh, So because of the amount of widespread flooding, it is it it is in the record books for this year. It's set records. Okay. 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 So 
Idalia was actually the 23rd billion dollar weather disaster that hit the United States this year. NOAA reported on Monday that eclipsed the previous record of 22 billion dollar weather disasters that was set in 2020. And there's still four months left in the year with really the most devastating of weather in the last quarter of the year. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. All right. So. Uh, tornadoes across the South and the Midwest, hailstorms uh, in Minnesota and Colorado, mm-hmm. atmospheric rivers uh, that that cause the massive amount of rain in California. And yep. uh, anybody who uh, thought that California was full of weather wusses, you were correct. Rain is very devastating for us. We just don't know how to drive in it. I was we- fine. Okay. I loved it. Mm-hmm. All right. I didn't like it. I mean, I liked it at first, and then I was like... Yeah, the you know, the first week of California is just walking around, talking to no one, like an NPC we going, really we did. really needed that. <laughs> we really did. And now it's just become like... Like people statue. just walking in the rain, uh-huh. like an NPC, just careening around. We really need this. We really needed that, Bob. We did really need that, Tim. <laughs> Don't even know each other. Uh, a lot of rain, but we really needed it. Huh? We really need yeah. it. Cars are just bouncing <laughs> off of each other. We needed this. Severe flooding in Vermont. Vermont did not need that. Uh, horrific wildfires in Hawaii. Right. So by Noah's oh, tally, which is, yeah. I'm assuming why Noah has economists, because they have to not only determine the severity could you justify what it is you do here (laughs) with the weather satellites and all the stuff (laughs) that you're doing uh the events so far this year have caused 253 direct and indirect fatalities produced more than 57.6 billion dollars in damage 50 how 50 what $57.6 billion in damage. And they expect that will rise since they haven't fully documented the losses from Tropical Storm Hillary in Southern California and the drought that went across the Midwest and the South. A lot of plastic furniture. A lot of plastic lawn furniture from Hillary. Got turned, no, cracked a, a leg. Lot. There was a lot of flooding, though. It's a joke, Lance. Yeah. Jeez, it's a joke. Yeah. So Noah only really has disaster tracking uh, from back to 1980. Mm-hmm. That the, that whole system is basically like a Gen X system. <laughs> like, it's okay. just it's just now really gaining its uh, independence. It's like one of those Pepsi presents mm-hmm. disaster tracking. Do you remember, as kids, almost everything was sponsored? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would go That's to why... an exhibit in SeaWorld, and it would be like, sponsored by Shell. And it's Fanta. Like, because of the oil we, spill? Because we, <laughs> like, we nuked a ton of turtles with oil. <laughs> like, what? Okay. Don't for... <laughs> it's like a mea culpa of sponsored. Don't forget our name. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Shamu will be jumping in the Exxon Valdez tank. <laughs> All right. So they actually uh, track disasters using public and private data. 
including insurance payouts, infrastructure damage, um, and economic impact. So that's where that number is coming from. The $57.6 billion. Right, because they're hacked in all those computers. Yeah. NOAA. I mean, every one of those offices has weather radios. <laughs> Whether or not right. they were sharing the data on purpose or not. <laughs> yeah, they got it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, obviously, a part of this has to be inflationary pricing, right? Like, it's going to cost more because things cost more. I mean, sure. But I mean, we could welcome to the forever. Like, it's not. But I'm saying it's not inflation adjusted. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, this is a record breaking amount of damage. Oh, I but, see what you're saying. But you sure. did inflation adjust it. So was it actually more devastating in terms of natural disasters? I see. Um, I'm guessing because we're just going to have more and more disasters from here on out, weather related from from my point of view. OK, so guess what the average per year was over the past four decades in terms of disasters? Like in billions? Yeah. Yeah. So we this year... We are at You're fifty-seven point six outlier. billion pure outlier. dollars. No, uh, just average. Uh, oh, sorry, a non-outlier. Average, average annually for the past four decades. Four decades. We've seen some pretty massive inflation. Mm. Um, I am going to say twenty-seven million. Eight billion. Or twenty-seven billion was what I meant. Eight, Eight? billion dollars a year, and we are at fifty-seven point six billion dollars. So is that average? I, I really need to understand how much of this is inflation. Do you, yeah. do you understand oh, yeah, my yeah, point yeah. here? Because if we took the entirety of the of all the time and just averaged it, yeah. back in the eighties, right? Yeah, we're going to totally sandbag our numbers. Absolutely. Yeah, if it's not adjusted for inflation, this is not going to be helpful. So, in the past five years. The number of events. This uh, is why people have a really hard time when they talk to us about numbers, when they think they've got a really crazy gotcha statistic. We're like, uh, is this per capita? What's the size of your sample? Yeah. <laughs> is this is this of a one particular demographic makeup? Would you split it? Is how, this a generational? How did you, how did you, how did you uh, isolate the data yeah, how did, for did control you survey, factors? Yeah, what was your survey for, yeah. for finding your... <laughs> All right. So. We're very bad people to have these kind of discussions with. Oh, okay. Uh-oh, so, oh, okay. she's We're reading more. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, in the past five years, the average has moved to 18 events annually Up of billion-dollar uh, disasters. Five of the past six years has seen total losses in excess of one hundred billion when adjusted for inflation. What? Five of the last six years adjusted for inflation have over one hundred billion dollars of damage. Yes, adjusted for inflation. There might be some other things going on with these numbers. These seem very insane. I I was trying to explain to somebody how nuanced the interpretation of data is. That's so hard. In especially in the press when they're trying to make a point because literally two people can take the same data set mm -hmm. 
and weave it into their own narrative. But that it's are, also, are diametrically opposed. Right. The the problem too is it's 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 almost like they're just taking straight money. They're just saying money. Here's the the number, right? Right. But that might not be the weather per se. I mean it is, but like we don't know what the situation with insurance is. We don't know what the cost of any of this stuff has changed. Again, that's an inflationary thing, but I don't know. So it seems kind of weird. So they thought that 2020, Noah thought that 2020 was going to be like a landmark year that they weren't going to see that level of disaster for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And we are now in 2023 and have blown right through the 2020. We're going through to the other side. So, okay. so they do explain the rise of the billion dollar disaster. And one of the reasons they cite is that Americans have continued to flock to some of the most vulnerable areas. <laughs> So they are developing oh, in disaster-prone no. areas, like Florida, which puts more assets oh, in at, like at risk for uh, natural. Disaster. So you're saying Florida man is the reason? I, I mean, I don't think that's it either. I, what we really saw during the panoramic was that people decided, well, I don't need to stay here where property values are high, and mm. usually, the reason that property values are high in an area is. Because the weather is good. Right. You know, so. Until it gets spicy. It's true. Florida's got great weather. So did you know that July was the warmest uh, July in Noah's 174 year record? I did know that. Yes. So and, and that and none that, of this is to say we're that, pushing some kind of global warming agenda no, 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 here. This not, is just straight numbers. Yeah, we're just facts, reading what the yeah. Noah is telling us. Uh, so you, you may disagree with their facts. We're just reading it. We're I mean, I don't know it. that Noah doesn't have an agenda, but you can't you, you can't dispute that they have given just raw data. And nor are we trying to make some kind of like editorial here. Right. We're just we're editorializing, but we're not trying to debunk. But they're saying that the warm atmosphere is what supercharged storms of and course. torrential rainfall. Correct. That yes. then created more disaster. Yes. So if global warming is true, regardless of what you're feeling, so let's just go with the hypothetical. Then yes, every year from this point on we will continue to have crazier and crazier storms. And like in in terms of global warming, whatever you believe the cause to be, yeah, yeah, sure. Right. Probably the best way of approaching this. Yeah. If this is actually happening, again, yeah. for argument's sake, again, why do we prepare just in case, right? Just in case something's actually happening. Uh, you should probably consider that because <laughs> yes. there's going to be a lot of weather going on uh, from the, the, the for the forever future. From my So uh, apparently consider 2020 was the test run. Mm-hmm. 2023 is the next warning mm-hmm. and now you just got to prepare whatever it yeah. was that you experienced this year mm-hmm. that you had never experienced in your area before mm-hmm. expected more of it so That's- and again i'm not i'm not trying to go down this global warming thing but there's this really funny thing we all learned growing up right it was well we just need to plant more trees right you remember that whole that whole chestnut leah I don't disagree with planting more trees. Hear, hear me out. Okay. So it's, an, it's a net nothing burger in the effect of glo- – if global warming is true, man-made global warming, whatever, because – I mean, I just like trees. No, I know. Trees are great. Tree, yeah. Trees have intrinsic value aside from this. But their carbon 
offset of CO2 absorption in the creation during photosynthesis and creating oxygen, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. The, all of that positive is completely negated when they die. Mm. That carbon gets released back into the atmosphere. It's totally wasted effort. Like, okay. so there's, there's no real offset to planting trees. You have to find other solutions if you wanted to remove carbon from the atmosphere, CO2 specifically. Pretty interesting. Uh, I did learn that there is an artist mm -hmm. who, across the U.S., has created these grafted trees of 40 different species, and he's he's done this in, across multiple states. Okay. Right? And it wasn't some uh, mad scientist botanist who did this, or arborist. Mm -hmm. It's just an artist, because what he wanted to see was the multiple colors of blooms on the same tree mm -hmm. and the multiple different fruits. Oh, so he created multiple graphs. In a 40 tree. graphs on one tree. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And now I want to do that. <laughs> I wanna, I'm going to make a stone fruit tree. <laughs> That's a little weird. Cool, though. And I don't care how much carbon it offsets. Is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. again, trees have intrinsic value, yeah. but I just, I find that interesting. The science behind that is fascinating. That link is getting dropped in the show notes for you to also criticize Noah's data. There you That's... go. Jump right in there into the show notes, and then we may drop it as well on the Discord, where we have an HRCC podcast channel. You can follow along to the fun over there. What's that noise? <clears throat> it is a primitive <laughs> form of communication known as Morse code. You're right. I'm on a lot of practice. Stop it. Stop what? You're talking about me and Morse code. What the hell is he saying? It seems they're getting a signal. Old Morse code. Boop, 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 boop. We got contact. We got contact. All righty. What do we call this? This is the CW. CW Lounge. The CW Lounge. We've done K, M, R, and S. And... Yes. Yes. Because of what you told me about not trying to visualize mm -hmm. the dits and daws and just recognize them as sounds, mm -hmm. I have not at any point written the dits and daws down. Oh, well, you should not write yeah, the dits the, and daws I have down. it. I have it. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Do you need... So we're just going to go yeah, right I, back in. I know. I need to hear each letter individually again. Do you want me to tell them what it is or you want me, do you want to tell me what it is? Yeah, I want to tell you what okay. it is. Oh, I've got to get out of this. That's okay. That's M. Okay. K. Nope. Oh, R. R. Yep. Yeah. K. That was weird. I'm giving you K? characters. Yeah. Is that S? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Okay. 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 All right. Three, two, one.
M R S M S S S S K K R. Close. You dropped an S in there. It was M R S S M space S S S S space K K R. All right. It will help you if you do focus on the spacing too. Like if there's a space in between mm-hmm. the characters, like actually put a space character in there. It'll help. Trust me, it'll help. Are you sure? I'm positive. Yeah. Mm. Seems strange. All right. Ready? Oh, we're doing it again? <laughs> Ready? Here it goes. Yeah. Three, two, one. S-S-S-S-M-S-S-M-K-K-R. Yes. Great. 100%. Awesome. 100% copy. Thank you. All right. We'll add another character next week. Hmm. Maybe. Well, we want to give a big shout out to the MCT-73 from Spark Gap Labs. You heard from a comment from the creator earlier in the show, and we're really appreciative that he sent this to us. Uh, it's actually a really cool device for both what I was doing, which was keying, so we were practicing... Uh, I was keying with my Begali key, my Begali traveler, connected into the keyer port, and we were feeding it into the phone's port into the podcast uh, mixer thing that I've got here. And that's you were hearing me key. So there you go. Good stuff. So the show topic today is... All right, so today's discussion for today is... Go on to the show. The topic of today's show is... Gentlemen, let's get down to business. This is going to be a bit of a rant. Whoa. Ranting time. I like rants. Uh, I got a comment. And by the way, I don't think this person actually is coming from a, a, a place of negativity. I think they just have like a kind of a hot take that I think is actually showing us the majority of hams. So put your, oh. put your statistical cap on right when I'm reading this. I did a video on this little unit here. This is called a tiny essay. SA stands for Spectrum Analyzer. Okay. Okay. This thing is amazing. I will I will show this to you briefly after I read this comment. Okay? Just keep this in mind. That's what this is about. Do not rush to buy the Ultra SA Max. These videos are educational only, and driving viewers to buy tech equipment is valueless. If only to emulate the same test bench outcomes rather trust the videos to avoid bad hts and go for quality hts with your saved money what that was the comment i didn't i didn't uh, mention the person's name because it doesn't really matter so once upon a time right Mm -hmm. before we had companies like icom and yesu and kenwood and elecraft mm-hmm. and flex and all these sure. by the way these companies have existed for a long time but in today's world right sure. where the quality is of a very high level right okay the radios of the past the heath kits the the build your own radios all those types of equipment they ex expected you to have the appropriate tools to make sure your radio was in good working order all right 
So much like in the past, we had to tune up cars more frequently. Mm -hmm. We take them to a mechanic. We have to tune up radios. Okay. Much of today's radios don't require the tuning that they used to, but they still can, in some cases, need it. And in other cases, in the form of a Chinese radio, for instance, could be skirting FCC rules in actually just mm -hmm. being something that you can purchase. Sure. So I'm going to um, I'm going to let you take a look at this. This is again, this is a spectrum analyzer. It's looking at a space, a a space of bandwidth, okay. radio frequency bandwidth, and it's got this little antenna on. Okay. So. When you see, hold this, when you see these little arrows or little yellow numbers pop up, mm -hmm. this is a, a bad thing. Oh. We're getting some buzzing. Hold on. So many spikes? So many spikes. Like That's five different, different spikes? That's a different receive channel. Don't worry. That was a different. So five, right? Okay. Here's a, here's a Yesu. How many? Uh, there's one very high spike. Okay. And then the rest are very low. Yes. So that test equipment is basically telling us in just the seconds that we did that test, mm -hmm. transmitting from two radios, that one radio is very clean. It's okay. putting out the predominance of its power on what we call the fundamental frequency, the okay. frequency that it's transmitting on. Okay. Right? And right. the rest of them it's are- It's making the FCC happy is what you're saying. Well, no, 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 no. See, that's that's what people, when I say this, that's the first thing they jump to is, oh, you're just making the FCC happy. No. When this is transmitting on all those little spikes, mm -hmm. you can tune a radio up on those little spikes and you can hear them. Right. Every one of those little spikes you saw on this radio, look at me, every one, you can tune another radio up on that spike frequency uh -huh. and you can hear this radio. It's transmitting out of the amateur radio space. Mm -hmm. It's transmitting into potentially first responder radio spaces, sure. other radio services. And from a put on your preparedness hats, ladies and gentlemen, you're now transmitting in spaces where other people could technically use this to track you and find you faster. Oh. Right? That's not great. Right? So not yeah. good. Further, further... <clears throat> Because of the way these are built, they have internal interference and other issues that we can all test with our devices like oscilloscopes and spectrum analyzers and all that stuff. Okay. And so, well, yeah, I think we are entering a world where a lot of people just go, well, Yesu made it. It's got to be good, right? We're, sure. We're, we're kind sure. of leaving the trust but verify world of, of amateur radio. We assume that these radios are going to be really, really good and and that's to be honestly, that's honestly what has led to things like the the takeover, if you will, of Chinese radios, aside from price, because it's definitely price, too, that's pushing it. But um, I, I just I found the whole thing really interesting that there's people out there who are like, why do you want to learn how all this stuff works? I just want to I just want to use the radio. It's like, well, yeah, but but you're losing out on on what makes this function and, and validating that what you have is actually a good piece of kit. Right. You could even hear it. Right. So just in the just in the test we did right now for everybody listening to us, 
the 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 talk pod has the same power output as my Yesu, right? Mm -hmm. But one was providing way more interference on our our microphones, right? Mm -hmm. So again, check this out when we transmit. You can hear that, in right. the pod, dear podcast listener. You're hearing that. Same distance away with the Yesu. Nothing. Right. I have to get right up on it, right? So it's a dirty radio, the, the Chinese radio, right? Just from that alone, it's not sticking to its frequency, meaning right. that it's also going to likely be susceptible to overloading on the receive side with strong adjacent signals. Yeah. Meaning anything that's on one of those odd harmonics or whatnot could potentially overload the front end of this radio and make it so that you won't be able to hear as well in comparison to our, you know, little Yesu friend as well. Right? It's, it's kind of interesting, though, because I think the reality that everybody understands is um, that if you pay less for something, typically, you expect to put in more work. Mm, okay. Right. But but I don't think people want to do any work when it comes to these cheap Chinese radios. They just want to run it, even though it's dirty and filthy and blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that that's true. It's kind of like um, you can buy a DX commander or you can build one. I mean, right? you got to build a DX commander. It's a kit. Right. But Callum has plans out there for if you didn't want to buy the DX Commander. Oh, you mean like really source your own parts and stuff? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, OK. Sure. Right. Okay. Um, so, yes, people can opt to buy a cheaper Chinese radio like and then they have to. Is there a way actually for them to work out how it wouldn't? create such large interference yeah they'd have to put more filtering in it and it would be a more expensive radio but how much more expensive 100 bucks in in comparison to its counterpart 100 bucks i mean we we have examples of chinese radios that don't have the the problem the wushuns for example right sure wushun is known for having filtered radios that meet fcc standards and and rules and requirements Aside from the one I tested, right? But even QA stuff can happen, right? And so that's why yeah. I test these radios. Now, th there is something in this comment that I want to go back to. He says, rather trust the video to avoid bad HTs and go for the quality HTs with your saved money. See, here's another interesting thing. Um, I get I get feedback from people that, you know, uh, I, I got into it with a guy uh, in the comments. We were going back and forth because... He, he kept, like, making all these assertions about, like, not just the content of my video, like, call me out when I make a mistake, but then, like, made these assertions that not only was I um, trying to tell technicians that they should get on 10 meters for POTA because it's good, which it is. They should do that. Mm -hmm. He was very upset that I was doing that. But also— Why was he upset? Uh, because he thinks it's bad, and technicians shouldn't get on 10 meters. But then after he got done saying that they shouldn't, and I know that, and I'm lying, he, he basically said, well, you're also shilling for this company that, you know, is paying you to, to talk about this radio. Sh you're shilling. Oh, for the radio. For the radio. You, I thought you were shilling for 10 meters. I'm sure. Well, I always like, I like to shill for 10 the, meters. <laughs> 10 meters has got some good affiliate codes. <laughs> affiliate marketing at 10 meters is strong when it's open. Uh, but but I told I, I had to I had to come clean with the guy. And it's like, hey, dude, I bought this radio. 
I bought it on Amazon. It was uh, John Amadeo's recommendation, and uh, yeah. he, he had a, that was a good recommendation, right? Anyway, the the point of this is is that there's plenty of people who don't believe me when I make a video. They think I am shilling for a company or whatever, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. For all you non-trusting people out there that sometimes feel that oh, that Josh, he's he's talking about another iCom radio, right? Well, this is why you should have this test equipment. And then you can right. test this stuff out yourself. And then you know whether I'm telling the truth or not. You could just go down. You could take this tiny essay, and maybe it's brother, uh, the Nano VNA. And you can go down to an HRO, a Gigaparts, or whatever. And you can I do this testing there. I just don't think tiny essay is a good name for a product. Though. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You know? you know why? You know why, Leia? Okay. This this thing you're looking at, uh -huh. that's called the tiny essay. Yeah. Spectrum analyzers are usually the size of a microwave oven. Oh, they've crammed the technology of an essay into this thing. So, yes, it is quite tiny. Like it is. Oh, no, that's insanely. not that's insanely. That's not my issue. This, uh, I just don't know that things should be referred to as essay anymore. <laughs> oh, it's a it's a tiny. It's sexual just a, yeah, it's just a little it's a one. little it's essay. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? You brought this on yourself, radio. It's, uh, it's just a Being all out on the street. <laughs> spuriously transmitting everywhere <laughs> who's a dirty radio oh my god i'm so uncomfortable right now <laughs> it's a tiny essay okay call it a tiny spectrum analyzer okay, no literally no. but it's it is in comparison to what a full-size spectrum analyzer is it's really small and and it's 200 bucks right this is 200 dollars I mean, okay. that makes it pretty impressive spectrum anyway. analyzers the good ones mm -hmm. like the the a good brand for just a like basic entry level spectrum analyzer, twelve hundred dollars. Oh wow! So I'm not saying this is lab grade, but it's definitely put it in my pocket, take it everywhere grade, and it's good enough for ham radio in most cases. So again, it's like it's a beautiful time to be alive and an amateur radio operator. And we got stuff like this: the tiny spectrum analyzer and the nano VNAs are just—they're so—they're so much fun. I absolutely love them. So. You may be like this guy who says, save your money and just watch my videos. I'm okay with that. I like that. Trust everything I say and buy everything I recommend you to buy. For everybody else, <laughs> for everybody else, trust but verify. Go get yourself a tiny spectrum analyzer and a nano VNA and you'd have a lot and a good multimeter and you'd have a lot of your bases covered with amateur radio and you'll have a, I'm telling you you know the, you can the have a attitude lot of just like it's, that it's attitude flies in the face of what is like the uh, the underlying value of self-reliance in the hobby right don't you think so yeah it it's just seems so odd i i thought so too when i got the comment from the guy i'm like are we are we all hams here? Are we like are we are we part of the same group? Right. Yeah. <laughs> are we in this together? What like we trusting everybody now? Are we out here trusting people? Never been like that before. <laughs> uh, it's kind of wild. Uh anyway, and, and again, I, I don't think he's necessarily coming from a bad place, and there's a little bit of um his his English wasn't perfect. So he, he might have been trying to turn a phrase that just trust Josh, he's you know, a straight shooter, which I am. So maybe believe him, but that's, you know, I, I wanted to talk about it because, um, frankly, I've been having a blast with every time I get a new one of these. I just absolutely love it. I had a smaller one of these. It was an even tinier wow. essay. It was wow. an even tinier essay, Leah. Wow. I just don't think that that's the phrase that we should use for it anymore. Is 
The next one is going to be a micro essay. Wow. A micro. It's, it's hardly an essay at all. A microaggression essay <laughs> is the is the next one we're going to get to next. So yeah, there you go. What's happening? The staircase has changed. Remember. Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. Welcome to the email correspondence tower. If you remember last week, boy howdy, we didn't read any emails. <laughs> Leia was tired. Today is the day. We 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 are ruining the day, and the day is today. <laughs> uh, we did. I did not go to the PO box. That was not because I needed to save. You know, not have any speed bumps in the road for what we assume is going to be. Leia and I have not looked at the email, so we don't know. It could be a lot. Could be people took pity on us. We don't know yet. Uh, but I didn't go by the P.O. Box. But if you want to send us something, the link uh, or the info for the P.O. Box is in the show notes. That means we only have one more stop before we hit the email tower, and that is the voicemail annex. And if you'd like to voicemail your email to us, Leah, how would someone do that? You can call 562-334-2389. And remember that the repeater times out at three minutes. That's not a challenge. <laughs> It's just what it is. And away we go. My wife called me at the bar yesterday, said if I was not home in 10 minutes, she was feeding my dinner to the dog. I was home in five minutes. I love that dog too much to see harm come to him. (laughs) Oh, wait, you thought that was it? Ah, no. So my wife has gotten tired of me constantly pretending our relationship. We're talking about things through walkie-talkies. She said to me, our relationship is over. I told her, our relationship is what? Over. Thank you for that. Listen to that lame <laughs> pun joke. Y'all have a wonderful day. 73. Thank, Thank you. you so much. <laughs> Always the anonymous puns. It's one of my favorite parts. It is. Hey, Josh and Lance. This is uh, Tom from San Jose. Hey, Tom. So um, last week you were talking about the robotics. I'm a uh, judge for FIRST Robotics here in the Bay Area. They have done both the first Lego League and the first Tech Challenge. I would agree the first Lego League is uh, a good learning experience. Um, so I don't really have too much of an opinion versus the other organization. Oh, Vex IQ. But I will say that first Tech Challenge, which will be the next step, um, usually younger teenagers through high school, um, I have been in complete like awe of the amount of amazing designs and work that these teams have done um, and I see a lot of very good attributes that as a hiring manager and engineering manager, I look for when I'm looking for people. Mm. Um, and so they have bright futures and really good uh, good teams there. So I definitely would suggest First Tech Challenge when they're a little older. All right, Tom from San Jose signing off. I love off. that, Tom. Thank you. Thank you. I love your robots, but show me your code. <laughs> I want to hire you. Show me your code. I mean, really, some of these young people are doing things that I I can't even imagine doing at that same age. I mean, and I'm not just talking about in terms of technology, mm-hmm. just in the amount of things that they're having to take on because apparently having to accomplish something that is even impressive for an adult is now required for college admissions. 
<laughs> you know what yeah, I, mean? I don't even understand like that. That doesn't make any sense to me. But if I lived again, I will reiterate if I lived if I was like our kids age with yeah. what they have available, like I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even That's know insane. what that would be like. But I also I also I'm of two minds on this because we've had the whole like Gen Z versus millennial millennials had to fight to learn everything and Gen to, X. just to survive and gen x yeah just just to f- survive in the growing world of yeah. technology mm-hmm. and the gen z's have just had it like thrusted in their lap yeah and for most of them they don't have to work at any of it there's a class for everything literally our but not even a class most of the technology just does it for you well that's true like it's it's all just spoon fed to them Whereas, and now we have AI. Like we had to learn what a cascading style sheet was oh, yeah. for no reason. Like none just of us because cared. because we wanted our page to look cool. Or just play music. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to play a song. So I also had to know how to I like. To learn how to code. Well, but I also had to learn how to like run a web server because I have to point my Facebook, my MySpace page to my yeah. web server yeah. that I now I'm like having to learn how to FTP into. Right. Right. All this stuff. Right. To just. Do what is now naturally embedded in so many right. things. Right. It's all done for them. They don't have to do it. I know. They don't wanna, know what it's like. You want to put a. Uh, you want to put a song. They don't know on your video uh, that you've uploaded to a reel. <laughs> like the whole menu's there. <laughs> Literally, you yeah. could just YouTube has an audio creator thing that's like, how much money do you want to pay? <laughs> Do you want to pay like for top, you know, current top 40 songs? Mm-hmm. You can pay for them. Do you want to, do you want free? We got those too. And you just drag and drop them in. That's it. It's so easy. But on the flip side, mm-hmm. that means that to stand out technology wise, you have to be so far ahead of the curve. Or just do something completely new. Yeah. Um, or do something we've done in a very novel way that, that upsets the apple cart. Which is so hard because there's been so many advances. It's kind of like the whole like the tech boom thing. I get it. You know the the boom the booms that we were talking about, like Mm Pets.com. You know, okay, in today's world, what is that? Nothing, right? It's not. It's a nothing. But it just makes me feel like kids have to specialize so early on. You know what I mean? There's this. They got to be min maxing out the womb. Yeah, like one of the most proactive parents that I know, they they have tutors for almost every subject Mm -hmm. that their kid starts to even struggle in. They get a dedicated tutor in that area. Um, They've they hired a uh, college admissions uh, consultant, Mm -hmm. I think, sophomore year of their of their kids education or maybe even freshman year. Okay. And, I mean, by the time... And then the kid's like, I just want to be an artist, dad. Asian studies. What? Yes. That's the degree they're going in? Mm-hmm. They didn't need any of that for Asian studies. Well, they... Unless they, they're going to study. Started, it started whittling down based off of... Whittling? No. <laughs> so it's a, what, a dual major in woodworking? <laughs> Your family must be so disappointed. <laughs> no, it was the culmination of all of her, um, all of her volunteer work and all of her like extended focus in education. Mm-hmm. 
boiled down to her also wanting to do Asian studies. Mm -hmm. But she has a massive body of work that would rival any adult in that area now. Okay. She literally went to Asia to teach kids this past summer. She's a senior this year. That is... Imagine a white person tried to do that. <laughs> I guess that's Asian privilege for like you. Like, <laughs> that's... The, 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 the... We call it cacacity when we try to do something like that. <laughs> I don't know what you call it, but when a, a foreign-born... Asian person goes back to the motherland to teach them about their lineage, their history. Who they they either must be at the top of their game. No, no, no. She she went back to teach English. You just said to teach them. Yeah, teach them English. But she just the last the previous sentence was her wealth of knowledge in this space. I'm like, so she's going back to no, no, Asia no, 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 no. to teach the Asians about Asian. But she culture? basically she basically went to work in Asia. Oh my god, anybody as a that. as a. As like a Don't rising make a junior? Don't make a face no, at me. That's... We got weebs that do it every day. K-pop weebs, oh. Japanophile weebs, they be out there teaching, trying to teach English to anybody in Japan <laughs> or Korea. So anyways, my point is that like by the time she was a sophomore or, or freshman, she already had to be laying her foundation. It's like when I was a what freshman. What do you get a job doing with this? What do you what do you do? You become this? a professor of Asian studies. Yeah, oh, this is not. Yeah, is her family sad? No, okay. they're very proud. Okay, but you have to tell me after the podcast who this is. But I, I'm saying that this is the case for so many kids now because they're being told the only way that your kid gets in is if they basically show what they they can accomplish in the world before they graduate from high school. <laughs> this is that like this is the epitome of company is hiring for entry level candidates must have 4 years experience. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. brutal. It's... I mean, I don't know. Th this is also very much the the me like me like I appreciate <laughs> that I'm now 20 years in in an engineering career, right? Things yeah. are obviously different. But I look around and I go, they're not that different. Like, they're not that different. And so the, the kids that okay, like... you know what? Yeah. The, you are so delusional. I, you, are, you are like exceptional in your family. Okay? You are... I'm you outstanding are... in a field. <laughs> in my field. I'm outstanding in my field. You're like one of the only people in your generation that has a college degree. That's not no 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 no, no that has no, a college degree no, and is financially no, independent. No, that's not from, the point. Yeah, okay. well, it, one it kind of is. Thank you, thank you for for the the toot toot. You know, thanks, appreciate it. I'm talking about like the um, the opportunities that I look at my company, right? Sure. And I look at the opportunities that I am presenting to some of these younger people that I would have leapt at. Sure. And they are not leaping. Right? I, now, mean, there, I mean, there are plenty of people leaping. The number is less than I know of my peers when I was that age that were of leaping mm, age. I think that has more to do with where people want to be working in your field. Uh, I'm talking about not in that area. Uh, across the board. I don't know. Okay. 
But I, I just think that the the kids that are coming out, sure, there there are kids that are not that great. I obviously I I volunteer and run yep. a high school volunteer program with the goal of helping those kids get into college. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this multi-stacked system that I've built that gives them work experience, enough mm-hmm. community service hours, and yep. stellar re- letters of recommendation to help them achieve what they're trying to achieve right yep. and we have a mentor program that matches them with people who are in their chosen mm-hmm. field so that they have somebody to talk to and help guide them mm-hmm. right some of those kids are awful oh yeah but some of them are like you are amazingly efficient i which it, is the best it, a kid that's efficient is amazing it, it's like just a complete understanding of what needs to be done and how to get it done mm-hmm. that I think some adults don't even have. Mm-hmm. It's really impressive. But oh, yeah. Again, new technology can also really make their organization skills just sing. Yeah. And it's – but I think more and more of them are are exceptional is my point. And it's – a part of it is like having people like okay. Tom – who are out here volunteering to do programs like robotics right. and judge programs right. and mentor. Yes. You know what I mean? The, the resources are there for them. So. Oh, well, that is true. Again, going back to the whole thing that spun this off, I'm amazed by the resources that are available. Literally, a kid just needs to kind of even suggest that they're interested in it. Oh, yeah. And the the op- the, the doors are opened. Like literally – the. <laughs> The reason that Crazy. there is a robotics class at my kid's school is because I harped on our principal so much mm-hmm. that like the school could be making a portion of the money that I spend to put kids into my kids into a class without me having to pick them up and drive them somewhere else. We should also uh, say we appreciate that we live in a particular part of the world where we are very privileged too. That's Even true. within our own country, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's plenty of people that are in technological, just death valleys where there just doesn't exist this kind of stuff. So that still exists. I, I think. Exists. I think what I'm what I'm getting at more is that our generation, um, from Gen X to millennials, are much more willing to teach. We're much more willing to donate our time to help the next generation. You do it. Y- mm. y- you do know. it. Uh, you do. I mean, sometimes. I mean, I, I do. I, it, but I sometimes don't know. I drag you into it. But I think, by and large, and I, I bet you anything, the vast majority of the people that are listening to this podcast do some kind of volunteering, or some oh, kind that's... of like support mm, for the youth that was like unheard of when we were kids. Like it was. It was like really rare to have. Especially dads, right? Because a lot of times the dads had the big careers and it didn't do anything related to the kids. Now the dads still have big careers. Moms also have big careers, but they're all still volunteering. That's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If the dad had a big career, the mom had a big career, neither one of them were volunteering. Right. It was trying to just grow the the career, you know, grow the impact. Exactly. Yeah, I can see that. Well, that still exists. But yes, I see where you're going with that. Yeah. So it it actually kind of doesn't matter what part of the world. Like, Eh, it still does. It still does. No, because you you definitely have like, if you're in more rural areas, Mm -hmm. there's definitely like a 4-H. There's definitely things that 
would allow you to learn the skills you need to have to have a career in the area that you're living in. I guess. Yeah, to to a degree. But again, not all states. Anyway, all this to say, thank you to Tom and everybody else out there that is mentoring <laughs> yes, the you, next Tom. generation of exceptional young people. On to the next. All right. Hello, this is Kilo One Mike Alvazulu. Hey, I'm going to try to do this in a minute or less. I didn't mean to meander and uh, I, uh, I, I guess keep on talking, 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 uh, voicemail after voicemail. So I was just... Uh, hoping you have a more productive um, email podcast this week. And uh, when I was telling the guy that I met at the uh, Parks and Air Park um, that if he hit the transmit button, uh, nothing would really happen. What I meant was if he innocently did it for a second and didn't mean to, the FCC is not going to run after him. Because they're not running say, after anyone. Um, right. I was going to tell him that he could disable transmit in there, but we kept uh, talking and changing the subject. So this is Kilo One, Mike Alvazulu, and I think it's been, I don't know, a little over a minute. So, uh, Thank you, Nathan. I've got a follow-up from Nathan here. Hang on. Hello, this is Chris Lee, Kilo One, Mike Alvazulu, um, and let's see if I can be coherent today. So right now, <laughs> I am... Live taste testing a Tim Tam of the original variety. I saw oh, the Tim I saw the pictures. Tams. Yeah, delicious, D- amazing. Next, I would like to tell you about. I alluded to it in the HRCC podcast. There's not a better shelf stable cookie that I save some money by upgrading. I'm not upgrading, but renewing my membership for the AWRL. Um, doing a three year thing. Nice. It locked it into like lower prices. Does that give you three times the, the current prices and the three years? <laughs> so I don't have to pay for three years. It was a special that they had. Whereas if you did that, you'd get a free coffee mug. Oh, fancy! So my the total for three years was one hundred and forty dollars. So one forty for three years. I don't know how that breaks down. Does that come with a magazine or not? It's no a free coffee mug. And I received it on Saturday, and it was shattered. <laughs> so I re- oh, no. communicated with them. Uh, and they said, it's a kit. Today, and they emailed me back, and they said, let's send a new one out. So I'm happy with that. So I have a shattered one, and a, hopefully one in. They said, would you like to buy our analyzer to see if when you put the mug back together, it will hold water? Yes, that's right. <laughs> Intact. They didn't really pack the original one very tightly. It was literally a coffee mug inside a small square box. Oh, no. So, yeah. Live and learn, and maybe that's... Maybe they're saving money on packing materials. So this is Kilo One Mike Alvazulu, trying to be uh, coherent today. And Tim, Tom, Tim Tams are delicious. Tim Tams so I had the original one. I also bought... Classic dark, chewy caramel, and dark mint at my local mm. Ocean State job lot for all the people that are in the Northeast. Ocean State job lot. Good place to go. Bye-bye. Ocean State what? Job lot. Job lot. He said it was a discount store in the uh, podcast channel. 
So uh, I'm very jealous that you had Tim Tams at a discount shop because here it's all in specialty shops. They were secondhand Timothy Tams. I am disappointed that Trader Joe's and Aldi both have not jumped on this Tim Tam thing. Uh. Trader Joe's would not. They to, Jim they, Jams. I don't care. Jam, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is it? Uh, something O's is the is the Oreos. Joe's O's. Joe's O's. Something like that. But now I have to go to World Market tomorrow because I cannot some, get the Tim Tams get out some of my Timothy head. Timothy Tams. All right. Well, thank you so much, Nathan. That is much appreciated. I agreed. Why didn't the son? go back to school because he already had a million degrees. <laughs> well done. <laughs> and I figured, I figured I would take it. What? What was that? Hey, Josh and Leah, this is Mike W-X-0-M-I-K hey, here Mike. currently in Virginia, Minnesota. Home of, what is Virginia, uh, Minnesota? Of, I think it's one of the biggest iron mines in Minnesota. A uh, really oh. beautiful, actually, area. And I'm just driving home from my fishing trip up north. I already stopped at Voyagers National Park. And I got 23 contacts in about 30 minutes. So wow. I was pretty happy with that. That's good. Uh, 100 watts and a 100 uh, hamstick for That'll that, for that oh, hamstick, uh, activation. And then probably about another hour from now, I'll be at the Banning State Park. Look at those and activations. And I'll be trying to activate that one on the way home as well. Probably the only two that are not too far out of the way to hit. But I'm hoping to have a good, successful trip. Um, I'm just trying to uh, keep up with, um, I forgot who it is that's always traveling. Always Pam Solo. Coda activating. And I figured I would take advantage. I love it. So, uh, seven three to you and everyone else on the podcast. And I might update after that uh, next photo. Seven three. Awesome. Thank you. Excellent. Thanks for the update, Mike. And look at look at Ham Solo inspiring other people to fit those potas in where they can. That's right. Well be done. be poda ready at any time. All right. Oh, this, there's a follow up from Mike. Hang okay. on one second. Hey, Josh and Leah, this is Mike, uh, hey again, Mike. again, following up after the par- second park activation. 33 contacts in about half an hour. Wow, uh, that's good. I, may, I think the fans were for me today. Uh, they were definitely noisier this morning uh, and this afternoon, uh, especially when I turned the truck off. It just made it almost completely silent. It was great to make those contacts. No noise floor. Beautiful. Um, I do know 100%. I need to do some bonding on the truck to make a, a little more RF happy, but it works most of the time. So, um, yeah, I tried the G90 like I uh, complained about uh, a week or two ago, but um, I want to make sure I got my contacts and uh, keep on rolling down the road. After all, I do have frozen fish in my cooler, so uh, I don't want to get those ruined. Fair enough. Um, so I got another, I don't know, three-hour drive home. You can and, just cook um, it while you're... Thank you all for keeping me company along the, the uh, road because uh, that is uh, keeping it a little bit quicker. Uh, so 73 is from WX0, I like it. Well, Mike, awesome. thank you so thank much you, for having us along on your travels. I love that. Yeah. But, you know, uh, you could just, like, cook it at the park while, while you're... <laughs> He's trying to take him home and eat. I know, but sometimes, you know. No. No? 
No. Okay. Guess what? It's Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu. Hey, Nathan. So I'm just calling. Let's see if I can keep this a minute or two. I received in the mail just the other day a little parcel, a little package from one K6ARK. Kark the Wizard. Say that weird. I say K6ARRK. Okay, so <laughs> um, for some time now since Josh... Uh, made the video about the the little microphone kit. They can be a KX2, KX3, the True SDX, stuff like that. The ones that uh, K6RK produces. Um, I've been wanting to buy They're it. They're so hard and, to get like, a hold of Every time that Josh because... uses it or on the original video or just any any time that's being used in videos, I comment, oh, just patiently waiting for the KR6, K6ARK to to get the the kit together so I I, I really have to uh note this though Adam not only works a full-time job he does search and rescue volunteering yeah. he does all kinds of stuff and then he's out here like putting kits together that yeah. are great so yeah. if you can ever get your hands on one mm -hmm. it's good stuff you, you should definitely get I mean I don't know how Adam announces when he's restocked his Amazon store, but if he has some kind of alert system, you need to get on that because. Oh, that's a, not yeah. a bad idea. <laughs> if there's some kind of update that yeah. you can follow on him, that'd be that'd be smooth. Maybe like Amazon an Instagram or a Twitter or something. It doesn't have to be complicated. That's so I can get him on Amazon. And then I received the package yesterday, and it had some wire winders. It looks like a, a matching unit is one of the usual matching units. A QRP one, and actually it looks like two microphone kits. Aww. And I was like, wow, I, I, I didn't expect that at all. And then I got a QSO card that said he appreciated me being the chief head, oh, head chief Adam. producer, head whatever chief. you want to call it. <laughs> chief head. On, the pod, on his favorite <laughs> podcast. Aww. So I made a little video of uh, unbagging, unboxing that, uh, package and if you want to see it you can go to my youtube which is southern vermont ham radio s-v-r-h-r s-v-h-r on youtube you know where it is i think everyone knows what youtube is okay enjoy the video and my weirdness as usual and uh 73 I post that on the Thank HRCC you. podcast chat. Go ahead. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that um, Nathan sent an email that has the link in it, and then I can drop that in the show notes. Uh, but man, Nathan, so I, lucky! People can't even get their hands on one, and Adam sent you two. I'm Adam uh, continues to uh, amaze. Just the most just generous soul, super nice ever. guy, like a legitimately nice person and honestly one of ben's favorite people oh yeah like just like all yeah. the time yeah i think he asked me if he could call him uncle adam <laughs> i call him mr adam but i think at this point he really earned it yeah <laughs> we do we do that thing with our kids where it's like we don't call somebody aunt or uncle until it's somebody that like our kids know is a trusted when, person. Yeah, when we say that, not that to say means... Adam is not a trusted person, of course, but you know, time is is also something that you know, just 
Well, uh, well, no, it's how they know whether or not they're allowed to get in a car with that person. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And actually, Adam totally. Yeah, yeah, checked, yeah. 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 Uh, it's fine. Uncle Adam. He's got it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, also, the the uncle, the, the moniker of uncle, there are a lot of parents were doing that where they were just like, oh, it's uncle this, uncle that. It's like, that's too familial with a kid and they're going to be too comfortable with that person particularly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I... I will I will go on record saying most adults are fine. Mm-hmm. Almost all adults are fine. People are way too scared of a boogeyman that doesn't really exist in their area. Yeah, but they but, can't just believe but, all adults are safe. Correct. You shouldn't also then continue to do stupid practices like call every, ha, tell your kid call everybody uncle and aunt. Right. There's no reason for that. Right. Mr. and Mrs. is the way it should be. Exactly. And uncle and aunt should be for more closely you know connected yeah. people. Agreed. Yeah. All right. And away we go. Uh, Hello, more voice Doc okay. and Leia. This is Mike, uh, Kilo Echo Zero Foxtrot, hey, Mike. Foxtrot Tango, uh, Fat and Furious Trucker. And, too um, fast, too furious. I was just calling because I had an idea um, oh. for the, the Morse Code segment. A couple of podcasts ago, you guys were talking about um, maybe having a concern about calling it the, the CW Lounge because um, I guess the CW channel maybe has a CW lounge. Well, that's just what we're calling it now. Thinking about it's whether done. or not you could make a T-shirt of that. Um, so I have this idea of um, the CW hot tub, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I like it. I don't know if anyone else like it, but uh, I have this idea for a T-shirt where you have a hot tub, mm-hmm. and maybe it's filled with um, radioactive colored uh, water, and you've got Morse code keys that are leaning back against the edge of a hot tub with maybe the round <laughs> part of the key just and the top, you know, the front like part of it sticking, sticking up. up out as if it was yeah. their head and shoulders mm-hmm. uh, sticking up out of the All right. radioactive Anthropomorphize water. some keys, got and it. And then uh, you might have uh, some little lightning bolts uh, coming up out of the water in the air around right. them yeah. they're that could be, you know, either steam from the water or it could even be, you could have a lo- long lightning bolts and short lightning bolts coming up out of there. So it looks like steam, but it's actually something in Morse code too and so the cw hot tub just sounded like a fun addition to the things you guys have uh, already mm-hmm. the the tower and um oh i can't remember now the other places, the annex but, you know all the all the places that the you shipping guys have and receiving the, department uh, the physical mailbox and uh, physical mail thank you and the, the voicemail so yeah uh so the, just a thought and then uh you know what's funny my cat's are trying to fight in the background now. So if you hear them, <laughs> that's what's going on. Um, hear them I'm going to send you a picture. I have a t-shirt. Great sound that, quality. That just is kind of in a style that when I look at it, I think that maybe the style might work. Okay. And uh, so, yeah. Well, thank you and for that. That's a very well we, thought out design. Thing. Oh, yeah. Um, I wanted to pass on, this is months ago now, but there was a ham radio net that uh, I believe was on the Papa system in southern california and i was just listening to it from afar because i live in illinois but i was driving my truck and i was listening to this net and the the question was uh what podcasts or video channels do you regularly uh watch and that have to do with ham radio and i would say that eight out of ten people uh were mentioning uh your videos and this podcast as well amazing uh, that's amazing thank you um, that's because they're Californians. I have a Bluetooth and I can just hit the button and take a note while I'm driving down the road. Um, so uh, I was looking back for information to see which net that was. And I found this note from... Oh, 
Hang on. There's a follow-up. All right. So this is uh, KE0FFT again. And uh, I obviously timed out. I'll try not to do that this time. Um, I was looking back through the notes that I had taken um, with my Bluetooth to see if I could find which uh, net it was uh, when I was listening to that Papa System net out of Southern California. And uh, I found this note from December 10th of 2020. It says, watch all the videos by the guy that created the ham radio crash course on YouTube. <laughs> I listened to an interview with him on one of my podcasts and heard him on ham, Hamdom Thoughts. Hamdom Thoughts. thought he was great. <laughs> so that's how long it's been since I found out um, about the ham radio crash course. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Wow. And I also wanted to mention that my daughter lives out there in Montebello. So uh, a lot of times when you guys are talking about things that's so out cool. in that area, um, he lives out there and... Uh, and uh, it's a long ways away, but uh, uh, we get to see her um, too seldom. But every time uh, we do, it's uh, it's always great. Yeah, so, Montebello is not far. She's out there near where you guys are. Montebello. So have a great day. And um, uh, I think the last time I called in was uh, like back in January. So maybe oh, I'll call again well, within you. the next year if I have something worth saying. You guys have a great day and uh, love your podcast and the video channel, uh, the videos as well. Kilo Echo Zero, Foxtrot, Foxtrot Tango, 73. Hey, thank you so thank much. Thank you. So two things on that. Yeah. Montebello Mall is the mall from Back to the Future. Amazing. And second thing, the Papa system, they have uh, breakfasts that they do. Every weekend it rotates. This weekend it is in San Diego. Oh. But I they think. They should go to Sunny on South. Uh, next, no, they go to like Sizzler Lea. So it's right up your alley. I do love Sizzler. Yeah, it's like a lunch. It's Is like that ridiculous? Lunch. You love I Sizzler, love inappropriately Sizzler. love Sizzler. I do, like shamelessly. Shamelessly. Yeah. Sh- this is the, um, this is that David, is it David Chang who went to go hang out with, uh, with, with Anthony, Bourdain, Anthony Bourdain and they went to Sizzler. And they went to Sizzler. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is, this is that, like totally. <laughs> Um, Where else can you get unlimited cheese bread? The cheese bread's good. It's, the cheese it's bread's good. good. It's not Clearman's level, unlimited but it's good. Soup, salad, and whatever that craziness is at that bar. The, 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 <laughs> like the, there's spaghetti the hard taco and shells with, and with tacos. So weird. And, and like, nacho cheese. And then the, our local sizzler will actually hand toss the salad for you. Well, so let me let me get to the next the, the next. So Papa System every weekend there's a different lunch that moves up and down California at Sizzlers. At Fullerton sizzler is one of their lunches so i I, i'm going to go i'm going i was told that i go just for sizzler (laughs) (laughs) we just go and we we sit somewhere else we don't talk to anybody like no don't don't talk to me just pull out all your radios and put them on the table just block everybody out with a stack of radios so they can't see like we're here for the we're here for the salad bar don't don't talk to us don't (laughs) No, I, I I emailed him. I'm like, I'm not really a member. Um, I've I've talked, you know. I, I think I've done a talk for Papa System. Um, would it be okay if I go to a lunch? And they're like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Come come out to a lunch. I'm like, Okay, okay, I'll come out to a lunch. Okay, listen. Uh, if people from the Papa System are listening, I dragged Josh out this week to see the bioluminescence. Oh, okay. Yeah. This Joker swears he couldn't see anyone. I showed him videos. His night vision, the time lapse, captures the blue streaks. He is still in denial that he saw the bioluminescence. Clouds to the left of me, bioluminescence to the right. Here I am. <laughs> so, 
Stuck in Sunset Beach with you. So, yeah, we went out to Seal Beach. There was nothing there. We went out to Sunset Beach. Uh, there was some there. And around the same time, uh, there is a whale watching and uh, fishing boat company called Davies Locker in Newport Beach. You're giving so many details and no context. They were doing You're just tours. saying bioluminescence, bioluminescence, not explaining what that is. People Some know people, what bioluminescence is. A lot of people is. might know. In this case, it's... um, It's red algae. It's an almost unappreciable illumination of the water at night. Oh, my God. Like, to the just point that... Just because we were at the tail end my, of my it. My joke was, my joke was, this is... uh. The bioluminescent waves brought to you by LaCroix sparkling. <laughs> that was my joke. That is what it is. It is. There was nothing going on. There was nothing happening. I had to, I had to use my GoPro set to night mode with a huge open aperture and completely jacked ISO to even get a tint of blue. Oh, tint. please. It was blue streaks. Anyways, so this company... Um, goes out and the the during the day they basically scope out where the red algae has moved because it's moved offshore for us now it's not along the shores anymore yeah uh and so they basically then take people out on these tours out to these patches of red algae so that they can see dolphins swim through the water and the uh, bioluminescence off the wake of the boat and things like that and they canceled all the rest of their tours so we're thinking like, and nobody from San Diego all the way up to Seal Beach saw anything. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's like, oh, did it die off? Right. But what is happening is that the algae is actually moving north. So there was some in Long Beach last night. And people are reporting today that there's some in Ventura. So if you are in Southern California, you may be able to catch some bioluminescence. If you'd like to also go to a beach in the dark and go like, I think I see it. <laughs> you might be interested in checking out some of those beaches. Please. I definitely saw it. I've got videos too. You know, I'll put them in the I'll, I'll put them in the podcast channel, okay? So that everybody I'll put my videos in the podcast channel and then people can tell you how ridiculous it is that you're denying the bioluminescence. It's just, it's bonkers what you're saying right now. But yes, if you're in Southern California, Papa System guys, you want to go out and uh, operate some ham radio at night while what, looking what, at glowy th- this water. Is all, this is all to talk about the Papa System, the bioluminescence? Yeah. The, uh-huh. It does not compute. California. You just wanted to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. All right. What are you doing now? That's it. That was all for the voicemail. Okay. On right. to the emails well thanks everybody for sending us your voicemails i love hearing everybody's voices it makes me so happy if you'd like to send us an email though and boy howdy we probably have a lot to catch up with you can send it to leia at hamtactical.com tell us about your ham radio journey what you're up to challenges questions you have and if you have a merch idea, we run hamtactical.com, which is actually Leia runs hamtactical.com, which is the merch store that helps fund the podcast, the YouTube videos, the whole nine yards. And those shirts and t-shirts, a lot of them come from you and your ideas. Leia creates them, but some of your ideas are what's the, the brainchild behind them. And so if you email us with your with your idea and we like it and we make it, we'll send you one for free. So thanks so much for doing that. 
All right, we're kicking off the emails. Leia, uh, this is the first time we're all looking at this. These are emails that go all the way back to the first of this month. We are now basically halfway through this month, Leia. And uh, I <laughs> decided to open up a bottle of wine. This one is uh, from Santa Barbara County. We picked this up when we were in Solvang. It's called Consilience, <laughs> which I thought was appropriate. So, <laughs> so go for it. All right. We are looking at September 1st. <laughs> We're looking at it. Here's looking at you, September 1st. This email comes from Chad and it says, thank you. Hello, Leah and Josh. I just wanted to send a quick thank you for inspiring me to get into amateur radio. Well, thank you. Thank you for, for getting being, into it. Thank you for being inspired. <laughs> I have done nothing with it, but I'm fully inspired. My journey into radio started last year when I was playing with my daughters on some FRS radios when I heard some people talking on JamRS. Okay. I had never heard of it before, and it sounded intriguing. So I just listened, and I eventually got my JamRS license, but didn't really use it. I just listened. Then I was browsing YouTube looking for radio reviews when I landed on your channel, and that's when amateur radio started. Oh, that's wonderful. As a kid, I remember meeting amateur radio operators and thinking it was a quirky hobby for knobbly old people. Maybe I'm the knobbly old person now because anyone over 30 seems ancient when you are eight years old. On August 9th, I got my technician license. Ooh, buddy. Congratulations. And have my cheap but useful Baofeng for two meter, two meter 70 centimeters. I was looking to get an HF transceiver I could go portable with as I'm not ready for a home station when I entered the Radiodity anniversary raffle. And guess oh. what? I won one of the Shegu G90s. It just arrived yesterday. Wow. You're two weeks in now. How's it going? Excited. <laughs> That's awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations. Josh, I went and watched your review on this device, and it sounds like the perfect balance between portability and capability. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to get an antenna and battery to take this up a mountain for some FT8. I'm really going to have to focus on getting my general and learning Morse code so that I can fully utilize this yeah, transceiver buddy. for QRP. Yeah. But it also sounds like I could probably use this device as a beginner base station, too, when I'm ready for it. Yeah, lots of solutions. Con that's exciting. You said G90. New right? new radio. You said G90. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It um it's a little on the lower powered side, but yes, you could totally use it as a base station. It's 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 a good radio for the price. Absolutely. It's great. I'm looking forward to taking my daughters with me on this journey to teach them about radio too. Yes. That's right. Do it. Chad signs off. We love it. Thanks. A new ham, Chad, KK7NYE. Oh, I'm so, Chad. I'm so excited for you, New Year's Eve. That's <laughs> NYE, KK7NYE. Oh. Fine. That's fine. Mm -hmm. You didn't get it. Thanks, Chad, and good luck with uh, getting the next generation of uh, hams to take this journey with you. Mm-hmm. The next email is titled New Format Preparedness Corner and CW Studio from KC6ARY. This is our friend Kim Carey. Hello, Leah and Josh. About the new format, thanks for moving the show topic up front. It no was problem. hard to get to we did it for before you. for us. Yes. 
For example, in our 2022 6,500-mile trailer trip to the Pokemon International Championship in (laughs) Columbus. Yes, that's right. Okay, okay. I think I remember this email. Yeah. We got to the show topic once. This summer, taking a trailer up to visit our daughter in Madison, we got to it maybe three or four times. On this trip, KC6CLC and I activated Pike's Peak for soda. Excellent. I can also listen weekly at home and get to the show topic on my dog walks and on our short drives before the next episode drops. Hooray! Well, I'm so glad. I'm so glad it's yeah, working out for you. We 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 kind of realize that um, the emails are not for everyone. They're for a lot of people, but they're not for everybody. And maybe not all the emails are for everyone, right? Like, there's a, a certain point where you're like, you know what? I'm going to tap out on this one. So we just moved all the showy bits up to the front and yeah. then all the random chaosy bits we move to the back which is yeah. like yeah that's excellent per- so a podcast should be we think yeah we think we wrote the book on podcasting no <laughs> we broke every rule in podcast we broke every rule <laughs> that's right regarding the preparedness corner plus one for interesting and fun discussion well thank you for that endorsement thank you definitely ham radio related I think so. We agree. Generates discussion between KC6CLC and I, and sometimes some action. That's great. Well, as long as I'm encouraging people to be prepared, I think that's the best I can do. Yes. Our impression of the new CW studio. The first few, I think we both felt Leia's pain more than we felt Morse joy. Oh, you felt that right. You're you're quite the empath. <laughs> that's... <laughs> You, you're the you're you, the, Dian- the the Deanna Troy of your, yeah. of your social group. You you sensed that, did you? In my just such efficient and effective ways of concealing my, my true feelings. Hat on a hat. Yeah, that's actually what the picture should be. Is it should be me <laughs> with a hat on a hat, and the top hat says CW, and the second hat says Lounge. That's the hat. CW Lounge. Hat Maybe on a hat. what if it's just that on a hat? <laughs> like not even a t-shirt. Just, no, but it's two hats. Yes, it's, it's two one hats. One hat that says CW, the other hat says hat. lounge. Yes. You, but they're only available. You have to buy two and then wear them. <laughs> they have to be nestled, stacked. It's the only way. Sold in a set of two. <laughs> only sold in a set of two. If you try to buy just one, we'll refund your purchase. Cannot, and- cannot do it. Can't, can't show your support for lounges or <laughs> CW. It must be together. It must be together. <laughs> with, with the addition of the key to demo the lesson letters, I enjoyed it. Thank you. That was a very necessary part. <laughs> I think that will also make it more relatable to listeners as the back catalog of letters practice gets larger. New listeners can try to pick out the new letters for the week. You got it. Yeah, you only got like, you know, 30 something characters to go, right? (laughs) Just commit to memory. (laughs) That's it for now. As always, thanks for making radio related content my wife and I both enjoy. Kim Carey, K6. Oh, KC6ARY. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. To both you and KC6CLC for listening. The carry. Thank it. you. The next email is titled Activate All Rhode Island. And this comes from David. Josh and Leah, 
A quick oh, I'm so. Sorry. We can't go to we can't go to Rhode Island. Remember. A quick reminder: by the time this show drops, it will be the last day to work Rhode Island photo. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this, it's too late. <laughs> That's. <laughs> we activators are looking for hunters. I failed you. I'm so sorry. I, I really just did not feel well last week. I couldn't even... No, this is two weeks ago. Yeah, like two weeks ago. No, this was last week. What's the date? Yeah, the email yeah. was from two weeks ago. Yeah. But this was last week that I oh, didn't I read it. I understand. And it's because I literally couldn't even read the words. You got to be able to read. Dizzy. Yeah, exactly. To read email. Yeah, exactly. You got to. I just did not feel good. Yeah. All right. Well, we were we were told first of all we're not welcome in Rhode Island. Second, you got to be of the old money to even be able to go to Rhode Island. That's oh. what we were told. Remember? Yeah. Remember that email we got about mm-hmm. Rhode Island? We wouldn't stand a chance there. That's that was true. what they told. That was yeah. what the emailer told us. It's just not going to work out. This was they, years. They're ago. not welcoming. No. Yeah. No one in Rhode Island is welcoming. Yeah. <laughs> Because you could literally see everybody on it <laughs> when you're just standing there. They're all just looking at you. Just hold on to your butts for a second. All the of next, my butts? Okay. The, the next thing that David says is cargo straps. Okay. <laughs> We're still. <laughs> oh, oh boy. I was not expecting that. Okay. I am with Josh on this of one. Of course, everyone is. And it, that's not true. Everyone is. Kark Everyone, was not. Kark was not on your side. No, I, I again. And I respect Kark. Adam is so, being very nice with you yeah, right now. He's being you know what? very charitable. I trust Adam. I do too. So if he says it's cool, it's cool. That's I've the, never seen a man use a parking cone for anything but being a parking <laughs> cone. So I know that he is humoring you. <laughs> At no time has he ever said, yes, I use the cone as a tensioning mechanism. (laughs) All right. Anytime someone does something reckless and nothing bad happens, it does not mean it's okay. Yes, thank you. Sorry, Leah. I don't want to be mean, but when a drunk driver makes it home without crashing, is it fine? Josh loves you and is just worried about your safety and the safety of the public. See, unsafe load, California vehicle code... 24002. Some people are just it better. It was secured. Some people are just better drunk it was, drivers. It was secured. First of all. I love No, I'm sh- kidding. That was don't, a, don't, a very dark no, joke. No, no, not acceptable. I'm checking myself. Yes, thank you. No, Leah, that is a perfect example, though. Yes. Okay. Love the show. Keep it going. David W3DRE. Thank you, Dr. Dre. I really appreciate it. Dre's not down for unsafe loading of You of didn't drugs. even see it, Josh. You Leia, didn't You lost see me at it. I used the cones you didn't to tension see it. the that load. That was just an extra protection mechanism. That's what Everything the OSHA guy that was, was standing tied. there said. He's like, you know what? He needs more cones. <laughs> As he was standing on his bucket. <laughs> As he was eating a snow cone. Needs more cones. I'm a big fan of geometry. <sighs> okay. <laughs> All right. The next email is titled, Maybe a five-page letter in cursive was a bit much. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. 
And this comes from Danger. Hello, Josh and Leah. I heard the podcast a few days late due to the holiday, but I managed to get to it. Great as always. Well, thank you. Thank you. There were some nice things said by Matt, the K7YEG, and I would like to clarify a couple of things. Firstly, my name is Dane, like a great Dane, and I run the YouTube channel Danger. And he's uh-huh. dropped a link to the show to the YouTube channel. I'll Makes drop that in the sense. show notes. Pleased to meet you all. Secondly, when I mentioned that I wanted to be self-employed, I meant as a YouTuber. My current professional work is in a shop that remounts and refurbishes ambulances, crossroads ambulance sales and service. If you're curious, and I also drive a FedEx route uh, route on Saturdays. That's quite a few jobs there. Honestly, I'm not too sure how my management would care for me wanting to make videos in the shop, but it's something to keep in mind. I bet they'd love it because they would reach everybody who wants a refurbished ambulance. I don't think. um, Wait, actually, this is a golden opportunity. How did we did we touch upon this? The van life people. Yeah, that's literally. I'd say like a, a not an appreciable amount of creators in the van life space are the people that are like refurbishing vans yes but of all different types but then you also have all of the people who do car detailing and that is super popular like everything that takes something on wheels from not great to great right and 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 I want and and I already know what your your own the owner slash management is going to come back to you. They're going to say, "Well, we don't want to show them all of our secrets because they'll just go copy what we do." No one is copying what Nobody's you do. Nobody's going to copy. And if they already had the intelligence slash mindset and capability, they will find another way to to get to the goals they want. Mm-hmm. You are touching into an aspirational market space. Yeah, but not just that. You're getting name recognition for your company. So for any, like, you're... Well, I was getting to that. Okay. You're just... Sorry. An aspirational space in the sense that everybody's coming to find out what does this actually look like. Mm -hmm. But then your quality and your product is showing in your videos and your experience is showing. And then when they see the final product, they go, oh, you know what? I was going to go with that Winnebago. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with these guys instead. I mean, you're going to make it look like it's really easy. And the first time anybody tries it, they're going to oh, yeah. find out how hard it is. Or they most start people specking it out, like cost-wise. To... Yeah. They're going to like, I also want a Krankenwagen <laughs> to be my my van life uh, you know, friend. I, I don't think that he's doing ambulance conversions, though. I think he's taking old ambulances, fixing them up to continue to be used as ambulances. <laughs> Like, I think you're maybe missing what he does. This is a whole new market. Never been done before. It's called Krankenwagen Customs. Customs with a K, obviously, for Krankenwagen. All right. This is, again, this was my pitch for him (laughs) to the owner of the company. You're missing out here. You're missing a golden opportunity. Ambulances are so much more expensive than old, like... They are... There There has to be ambulances that are sitting on the lot that they're waiting to get rid of. They might as well just gut them and do a van life. Just just make them a, make them a sidewall interior van and just sell them off cheap. Get them rolling. Get them going. I mean, you're stripping out everything that makes an ambulance expensive. 
There probably already was stripped out or will be stripped out if it's already like old tech and stuff. All right. Well, Dan I do says, like Kronk and Wagon Customs. That's a free game. <laughs> you can in, have it. My main intention is to explore the world of radios, electronics, off-roading, and related history and sciences, though it'll be a bit before I can really get into the meat and potatoes of that sort of thing on the channel. Mm -hmm. Certainly no one is at fault for misunderstanding things. I did not write it all that clearly. It's just something that happened. I will say, if you want to embark upon the YouTube and particularly because what you're basically saying is i want to turn it into a job right yeah. so now you got to start looking at it like a business if yeah. you're going to do that then you should follow the tried and true staple of figure out what it is of that list that you just gave leia that you're most passionate about and start there become i disagree no can i finish before you start already poo 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 pooing on my point okay Start with that thing that you're most passionate about that you can easily turn into videos. Make a bunch of videos on that topic to start to grow your name mm -hmm. and then branch out. Okay. You have to build up, you have to get a strong root structure mm -hmm. for which to build your whole thing. Now, Leah, okay, go ahead. Disagree. Go no, ahead. it's fine. Go ahead. No, go ahead. But Dane no, says... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, I said go ahead. Go ahead. So I did manage to get a video uploaded about my power supply the day after Leia challenged me, so thank you. Good. But then an interesting problem occurred. Mm. Once I had my radios up and running, I was getting some unusual faint static on the radios. At first, I thought it was my CB, but when I turned it off, it persisted and vice versa with my 2-meter, 70-centimeter dual band. No doubt this is my power converter causing this, and it's not all that much of an issue because st the static is fairly quiet. But is there anything I can do short of moving the power supply into another room? Well, the power supply is for the radio. Not power converter. Uh, you can put some ferrites on it. You can try the ferrites. Always, it's always put a ferrite on it. It's always put a ferrite on it. Um, <laughs> it, it also depends on the grounding, depending. I, again, I don't know. I don't know the situation, so it depends on how everything's grounded. Do you have a ground bus type setup that you can you can get on um, and and equalize the ground potential for all the devices? Put a ferrite on it. We already said that. I, I don't know enough information. I don't. I don't. I really know enough. Mm. I need to see pictures and stuff. So Dan, I'm just gonna suggest that you crank out videos on whatever you're interested in and some of your videos you're going to find do better than others and then you're just going to start focusing on the ones that do better uh, that's fine too i guess yeah. but the problem is the algorithm doesn't know what to do with you leia's right in the sense of like you dane as a human being you're in you're just naturally going to bounce around a little yeah. bit but, but the, you've got the a, youtube algorithm yeah. wants a known quantity it wants to know that Dane does uh, specifically electronics on off-road equipment. And you can eventually get there, but I think there is a lot to be said about figuring out your video-making style. 100%. But again, you, you can do both at the same time. One is not mutually exclusive, right? It, it can be a part of the same algorithm. Sure, but he's going to find that he likes making videos on a certain topic more than he likes making videos on another topic. Or that he has just a, a better understanding and way of explaining certain topics than other topics. You know what I mean? Of okay. course. Anyways, so Dane signs off. Thank you, Josh, for the content you create and to the both of you for this wonderful podcast. Hey. I look forward to writing again soon. 73, Danger 
K-E-8-W-G-E. Thank you, Dane, for the uh, for the email. And Leah, by the way, tell me how many subscribers do you have? Mm, like 2,000? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe... It's, it's shut your mouth when you're talking to me. It's because I don't make maybe, videos. Maybe shut your mouth when you're talking to me. I don't make videos. I'm just kidding. I love you. I'm just kidding. I'm pretty sure I got to a uh, 1,000 subs much faster than you did. You? Yeah. That was like a, that was like a completely different world of That's YouTube true. back then. All right. We're doing the same thing. Well, hopefully Josh answered your question. Uh, your question. Throw a ferrite on it. There you go. That's usually so the much. solution to the problem. The next email is titled, It's All Your Fault, Josh. Yep. And this comes from Rob. Hello, Leah and Josh. This email is a long time coming as I've been a long time listener of the podcast and watcher of HRCC videos. Well, welcome to the tower. Thank you. Back in late 2017, as I was spelunking in the rabbit hole of YouTube and fell into the live stream with Josh drinking a Buzz Balls tequila rita well that's awesome i thought and that was my introduction to ham radio and i realized this isn't quite what i thought it was and i became as you say ham curious mm. fast forwarded to when i finally studied for the tech and was ready to sit down and take a test in person and of course the panorama hit Life got real busy for me, and I put it on hold until 2022 when I finally took the test and passed with a perfect score. Ooh. Well done. Congratulations. I bow-fanged around listening to Nets for a while, but that didn't really hold my attention. Then, out of the blue, in March of this year, one of my friends posted on Facebook that he had done something that he always wanted to do and proudly revealed that he passed his ham radio technician license exam. I immediately IM'd him and we started talking radio. He was all excited and said that he had already signed up to take the general and then on and on to the extra. Oh, no, you don't. Not before I get mine is what my panic mind said. So I quickly finished studying for my general and passed a few days later. Again, with a perfect score. Ooh, a twofer. I thought you'd like to hear that. I I love the perfect start, uh, score. Congratulations again. We love it. Funny how competition works. I was on a roll and kept studying with all the avenues you two have recommended. By the end of June, my wife finally said to me, hey, uh, you're getting kind of cranky. Can you just take the test, please? <laughs> what? Okay. And I said, but I won't get them all right. And she was like, I know, I know. I'm the same way. But just pass the test. That's all you need to do. So I did it. I took the extra and passed. Not a perfect score, but pretty close. Ugh, sorry, Leah. Matthew McConaughey is up. Congratulations. <laughs> Even hey, you have you your extra. Why. And as Josh says, nobody cares nobody about cares. your score. Except for Matthew McConaughey. I mean and you know why? Do you and, know why Leah? And you'll know, Rob. Do you know why? Why? Do you know why Matthew McConaughey's upset? No, why? Because he's all about the questions being all right, all right, all right. <laughs> that's awful <laughs> all right thank you thank you thank you so sorry about that rob <laughs> everybody saw that coming with you i don't know how that was so built up 
with lots of encouragement from my wife, I made my very first ham radio event, the Huntsville Ham Fest, without knowing a single person there. I only know th- knew three YouTube faces, one of which was Josh. I really wanted to thank you in person for getting me into this hobby. Uh, getting me to this point in the hobby. Okay. But we only had time for a quick handshake as we were both hurrying in opposite directions to our next events. You invited me to Monsanto, yeah, yeah. but I just couldn't make it. So this okay. will have to do. Yeah. Josh, thanks so very much for getting me into the hobby. Oh, no problem. Thank you for joining us. I've had a blast so far learning, building antennas, and hunting poda. I hope to be out activating parks soon and also starting the CW path. And thanks to you both for all the encouragement that you give everyone. It's awesome to see people who are so passionate about educating and growing the hobby. And oh yeah, all the talk about food. Leia, you should totally come to Huntsville Ham Fest next year. I found a great Vietnamese restaurant there and would love to have a group to go with next year. Are there a lot of Vietnamese people in Huntsville? Well, there's a lot of aerospace. Oh, solid. I didn't see any Vietnamese though. Like, I mean, Vietnamese well, places. Ro- well, Rob knows where it is then. Okay. To make it more ham radio related, here's a question for you. I currently have an FT891 and other than when operating portable from a battery, why would I ever want to run less than its full 100 watts of output power on SSB phone? In my limited time hunting POTA, it seems that I would want all the power available in order to get out and break through pileups. Um, yeah, so the general rule of thumb for amateur radio is you use as much power that is at your disposal to make the contact. So if you are chasing a poda and you are not getting through, then you probably likely need to use all those 100 watts. If you are uh, activating a poda and you want to get as many contacts as possible, you can probably use those 100 watts. If you're just rag-chewing with your buddies, and they're hearing you fine, and you actually, it, it's oftentimes fun to do this, where you, you start saying, okay, I'm going to start rolling back the power, guys, and you tell me when I start, like, dipping the quality of my, because my, if they're telling you, like, you're, you know, 10 over S9 at 100 watts, well, you, you don't need that much power then, right? If Particularly if you're on battery, it saves your battery. Your battery's going to be well, useful said, for longer. aside from operating on a battery. I know, but work with me here. Okay. Uh, so then you say, okay, well, let me dial this back to 80. How do you hear me? Well, you're 5 over S9. Okay, 70, 65, 60, you're S9. Well, now you're finding out that, like, for your group of friends, you only need 60 watts output to be effective with the antenna you're working on pretty good information to have this isn't necessarily something and this goes back to the whole preparedness minded thing this isn't something like when the ac when everything's good and you got ac power you he framed his question this way yeah things are good i don't need to be on the battery i'm on the ac mains well if the ac mains go away do you know how effective your radio is with your antenna without it Oh, right. I see. So having that at least mindset that like, you know, I know that if I'm at 60 watts, I can do most of what I want to do with ham radio. Okay, cool. I can build a really kick ass battery system around that or solar system, whatever. Right. All right. Yeah. Well, Rob signs off. Oh, again, thanks so much for all you both do for the hobby. Well, thank you for listening. 73 from Atlanta. Rob KI4VKC. Well, thank you so much, Rob. Appreciate it. Very happy to hear from a longtime listener. The next email is titled Excuses 
my lack of art skills. And this comes <laughs> from Andrew. First off, let me say that the guy who came up with CW Lounge sounds like a really cool dude with great ideas. <laughs> Hello again, the mighty ham couple that bless our ears with laughter and thought-provoking talk of amateur radio. This is a drawing... Uh, I would love to say my two-year-old son did for a merch idea I had about the CW Lounge, but sadly, it's just me. With the power of a Sharpie and yellow paper, I drew something that would hopefully give you a better idea of what I was trying to say. Piano player sitting at a grand piano, sized straight key with people all around, holding drink, maybe even one laying on top. I'm extremely sorry for the quality of this drawing. You do not have to apologize. I hope this helps with the idea and also provides lots of laughs. Also, for the record, I don't know why I write emails with the grand intros and titles for you two. I don't actually <laughs> like this in real life. I'm just a normal guy who talks in a normal way most of the time. Just pretend for a moment that we are two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're all just a bunch of normies hanging out. You know what? Everybody should start. Everybody should start um, as as people that have emailed us multiple times. I believe you need to start your emails with per my last email. So aggressive. So aggressive. So aggressive. <laughs> so aggressive. <laughs> per my last email, I was telling you about <laughs> such and such activation. Well, I activated it. <laughs> Thank you very much. We need really a lot less of that in this world. Okay, please. <laughs> and that's Andrew K uh, N zero K B B. Okay, now I got to see it. What is this? This is the CW Lounge. That's the guy on the. This uh, looks like grand a tiny piano essay scene that says happening. HRCC. That's people around it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What's all this about here? I think that's like a straight key. That's somebody laying on top of the on top of so it's not a piano it's a straight key right and somebody's laying ah uh, yeah i got it it's not it's not a bad it. drawing andrew you you were too hard on yourself mm -hmm. we we got the gist thank you so much i really appreciate it that guy who came up with the cw lounge is a pretty cool guy and and sometimes yeah. i would say the sharpie is not the most artistic of pens <laughs> I never really go to a video of someone doing art. And they're like, oh, I got to break out like 50 of these black Sharpies. Let's get started. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of the thing about dry erase markers, too, right? But people do dry erase marker art. A, a chisel tip dry erase marker is infinitely more usable than a Sharpie. No. You no. get out of here with this nonsense. I don't. <sighs> Let's do it. You get a chisel tip sharpie uh -huh. i will get a regular tip sharpie and we will draw the same picture a regular pointy tip sharpie yes yes i can't we'll draw even a like we, we don't we don't even ex sometimes we don't even exist <laughs> i also i feel like i have draw i have draw 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 i've drawed upon i've drawn upon whiteboards way more than you have sure way yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. 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 We'll do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right after you eat that balloon. The next email is titled follow up from KD7AOO. And this is from Eric. On my last email. <laughs> per my last email. We did it. We did it. Yes. It happened. It's like I did. That was just 
That was amazing. Okay. And when I mentioned that I picked up a lightning, Josh asked what happened to the Mach-E. Well, I still have that vehicle as well. It makes for a really great commuter vehicle. IT jobs really are not around me, so a commute has been required. Mm. I have attached a few images from our homestead out here in Northwest Oregon. Josh, let me let's see if this name rings any bells. Okay, Nahalem, pronounced Nephilim. Nahalem, like Nephilim. The Nahalem microarchitecture no. was the forty-five. NM first generation of the Intel Core i5 and Core i7 from 2008. I thought it was pronounced Nephilim, but okay, okay. If I I could be wrong. It was named after the river that we call home. Yes, that is the Nahalem River in our backyard. I am confusing that with the the biblical giants, but there you go. Okay. Okay. Um, One of my favorite things is um, I got a uh, an engineering manager. Who works with me mm-hmm. he's he's a retired cop oh. crazy retired cop turned into an engineer but he's huge he's a big guy yeah and he bought a maki and he got the um the i think he got the this this just below like the fastest one like mm-hmm. it, it was a good one and i i like to call it a maki yeah sure just to and he's like no it's a it's a mock e uh, yeah it's a maki <laughs> got a fun little maki you drive in <laughs> Just to mess because he's such a big guy. He gets like, <laughs> and then he so bad. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Through the room. Just... It's a Mach-E. It's a man's car. It's a Mustang. Oh, you always you know, find the like best a, ways to get punched. It's like uh, you hit me and you drive a Mach-E and I'm a... Uh, a macchiato. I'm out of, I'm out of here because you punched me through the wall. Leia, you had mentioned that I failed to attach images of my father and brother. You were correct. Attached is my father from 1954 from his QRZ page. And I'll drop that link in the show notes. This image was an inspiration for his QST card. My father is currently enjoying a modern 7610 as well as his older Heathkit radios. My brother, on the other hand, uh, another QRZ page, is really into SDR, specifically a Flex 6300. Uh, image from QRZ I also like all attached. As a result, I had a bit of a decision to make once I upgraded to General, ICOM or Flex. Josh, you don't need to spend my money here. I ended up picking up the 7300 at HRO on the day that I upgraded to General, the opening day for Dayton Hamvention. You get two for <laughs> Assad. There you go. <laughs> so I, I love uh, the father with the 7610. So really good SDR. Mm-hmm. Right, multi dual receive capability, and then like a cool Heath kit. I think right. that's super cool. And then the brother with the flex, all good stuff. Love flex too. Yeah. I took advantage of the discounted price at that time. My brother mentioned the Hermes Light 2 and how much he was enjoying that radio. We call it the Hermes in this house. <laughs> Almost as much as his flex. So I ordered one as well. Really great radio and an awesome intro into SDR. So pound for pound, dollar for dollar, the uh, the Hermes Light uh, is going to be a better receiver than the flex radio, than the ICOM radios, than the Yesu radios. That is going to be one of your better receiving radios on the market right now. 
right. and it's a four hundred dollar radio. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it's a really. Do you really see good... how you've conditioned me now? I'm like four hundred for radio. That's for not something bad. that has the name Hermes. Four hundred dollars. <laughs> that's like. Does it come in an orange of. box? They it, well, they make you buy it though. Like, <laughs> you have to buy it. If they show it to you, you just you have to buy it. Like that's. Like, <laughs> One last note. I had intended to visit a local field day operation, but ended up dealing with another issue that kept me home that day. So that was the day I took and passed my extra. What? Amazing. Congratulations. I am currently reorganizing my home office, Ham Shack, so I will get a photo update for that in the future and post it to your hashtag shack on the Discord server. Oh, please do. Please do. Well, that is my follow-up. My wife and I both enjoy listening to your podcast. Keep it going. Oh, thank you. And thank you, Eric's wife, for listening. Eric, KD7AOO. And I'm going to show Josh these pictures. Look at that. Ooh, look at that body of water. Is that a river? (sighs) Wait, that's their house? And that's the outbuilding for their house? Wow. Oh, dude, he's got a cool setup. Nice. I am jealous. I am jealous. You got an oh man, this is amazing. I'm jealous. Yeah, y'all. You. I saw that body of water and I was instantaneously jealous. Thanks, Eric. Out here in California, we really like to see bodies of water. Yeah, that is a thing. (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) that's another body of water. They have to import all that water. Where does that come from? Where does it? Where? I mean, I gotta get mine. What's your water bill like? What's that like? <laughs> just naturally flowing water. It's like that's just that's just what you got. <laughs> like nature does that. Like what? Is that for real? All right, thank you, Eric. The next email is titled "The Size of Your Podcasts." Ooh. and this is from Bob. All right, Bob. You better I, be careful with the tone. I don't like the tone of your voice, Bob. <laughs> That's the tone of my voice. <laughs> I know, Leia. I know. It's a joke. That's the joke. <laughs> I searched for a ham radio podcast and decided to give HRCC a listen. Downloaded 10 episodes, then looked at what I had pulled. 333 megabytes to 589 megabytes, average of 417 megabytes. The 589 megabyte cast was 291 minutes long. So not amazingly bloated, but still almost five hours. Bandwidth and time are precious to some. Sadly, I'm not your target audience. Bob. Wow. I got the tone right. <laughs> you were you nailed it. Bob's not happy. Yeah. KM0. He's not happy. KT0. There are no alibis in combat. Judge me by the people I avoid. <laughs> wow. Bob. Aggressive. Oh. So here's the thing. I could duck it down, but then the quality of the audio would go down. That's true. So actually, th- this should be a better. I mean, I don't want everybody. Sorry, okay. Bob. Here's what here's what we'll do. Um, I will make a poll on the HRCC podcast chat. Okay. It will be um, lowering the output megahertz below 400, or keeping it where it's at. Okay. And you guys tell me what to do. Just assume that if I lower it below like 400 or 300 megahertz per episode, because you're talking about a couple of hours of, of audio. We're, we're Megahertz. We're wow. still MP3. So Did I say megahertz? <laughs> MP, megabytes. Jeez. Megabytes. 
I'm very radio centric right now. <laughs> um, if you bring it below like 400 megabytes, you're you're going to get losses, particularly for the duration of this, because it's it's still MP3, so the quality is not going to be. It's already not great. Yeah. Right. So I can I can lower it, but I mean I don't know. I feel like there's an app that's got to be able to do that for you. There's okay. got to be an app. Like why are you why are you talking why are you taking that tone with me? What? <laughs> I don't know what to say here. All right. Uh, I guess we won't see you later, Bob. <laughs> La uh, later, Bob. <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. Apologies for your story. No, yeah, and I and I get it. Yeah, th these are big files. I get it. All right. The next email is titled Trail Building Correspondence, so you know we're about to hear from Drew. Mm? Hello, Leia and Josh. I have been quote-unquote stewing on something for a while now. I feel confident it isn't directed at anyone in the HRCC community, but it is rather something we should maybe all keep in mind. The whole thought started with some of the reactions to the question about call sign license plate, which we've established is like driving around with your name and address on display. Follow me to where the good stuff is. But someone else mentioned advertising that you are a ham at all. Newsflash, most hams that operate mobile are readily identifiable as hams without a call sign on their license plate. Now I'm going somewhere with this, but I want to make the point real quick. A friend of mine recently indicated he had seen a ham driving down around town and wondered if I knew the guy. So I asked him what the vehicle looked like and how he knew it was a ham. He started with he knew it was a ham because there were three antennas on the car and started describing the car and antennas. And I immediately knew who it was and said, yeah, that's insert call sign. I know him. He's a really good guy. Fortunately, he just said, cool, not something like, oh, that guy cut me off in traffic or something like that, which is kind of where I'm going with this. If you and you know who you are drive around in a vehicle that looks like it might be driven by a ham, remember that like it or not, you are a billboard for who hams are. If you drive like a jerk, people are going to notice and think, oh, that guy's a jerk. And look, he's a ham license plate or not. Mm -hmm. You represent the hams to people who are observant enough yeah. to notice you. But that can be a good thing. This reminds me of the joke that's like, if you think your uh, your job is useless, just remember there's somebody who's paid to put turn signals on BMWs. <laughs> wow, Leia! I did not expect car shade. Holy smokes. Okay. I didn't make the joke. I'm saying that this reminds me of that joke. You know what I mean? That like you get you have a certain number of BMWs that don't signal and now all BMW drivers don't signal. Right. OK, you're not following me. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I just. Yeah. yeah. Remember who you are and keep your best foot forward as a person. When someone finds out you're a ham, you already have some credibility as a decent human being. I 100 percent agree with this. I feel like when somebody tells me that they are a ham, there's a few things I already know about them. High intelligence level, right? Usually somebody who is involved in like a community mm -hmm. and is more likely than not somewhat preparedness minded or at least personally responsible. Uh, and um, yeah. Pro and probably is a, a, a good at following rules. 
you know, the not all rules, not like mindless rule following, but is uh, is responsible enough to follow the rules that are necessary, not the dumb ones where you shouldn't wear shoes in the bed when you go to sleep or something. There's some states that have those old rules. Well, there's this old there's this old I don't even remember where the story comes from. Somebody will will figure it out and they'll post it in the uh, podcast chat. It gives you a reason to join us on the Discord, by the way. Link is in the show notes. But it's a conversation between um, like a grandfather and like a grandchild. Mm-hmm. And they're in, it's either they're in a situation where they need help from somebody or they need like some kind of support. They're on the radio or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, the the grandchild's working the radio or, or talking to an individual. Again, I don't remember the story completely. And they come back and say like, oh yeah, you know, I, I'm also an amateur radio operator and, you know, I'll help you out. And the the grandchild looks at the grandfather and says, like, oh, you know, we've got somebody who can try and help us out. But, you know, do you think he'll do you think he'll do it? Do you think he'll take care of us or, you know, try and do his best? And the grandfather says to the the grandson, well, if he's if he's really an amateur radio operator, we can trust him with our lives. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, again, this is very flowery prose, you know, Mm -hmm. type stuff. Um, But it's a it's an old story. Anyway, go ahead. Drew continues, I draw this example more directly out of my involvement in the mountain biking community where I have tried until I am blue in the face to tell certain members of the community that when they drive around with mountain bikes on their cars, they represent that community and all they have to do is cut off or flip off the wrong person in traffic. And the next time we try to get approval to build a mountain bike trail in the park, one of the people making that decision has a negative impression of the community that cannot be undone. So this is just i hope a very unneeded reminder that's very thoughtful of you drew yeah drew signs off thank you both for all you do for the ham community and i know that the exemplary community that has grown around what you do is a direct reflection on you both and it couldn't be better oh that is so nice i think uh, i consider us very lucky to have the amazing friends that we do through the podcast and through the YouTube channel and Discord and all those. Things. I mean, my yeah. some of my best friends are because of the Discord and the yeah. YouTube and, mm-hmm. you know, all the people that I've met from Amateur Radio. It's it's literally because of all of this amazing community. Yeah. That's available to all of us. I'm not special. I just, you know, I just happen to make videos and podcasts. I doing this, but it's available to everybody. This friendship and community exists. And I, I would everywhere. say that we are also a reflection of our community. Oh, yeah, you know 100%. I mean? yeah. Like we're not we're not Yeah. Special or unique in any of this. Yeah. Uh, and that's 73 Drew KO4TWQ. Thank you so much, Drew, for just the really forward thinking and and thoughtful reflection on this uh, and your kind words about the community that you are most definitely a part of. You are. As our trail building correspondent. And the the original Give it the beans, correspondent. That's true. Yeah. He really gave it the beans. I just want to hear more stories from Drew. Actually. Yeah, I, I yes. want more of those give it the beans stories that we all... <laughs> because people have not been saying give it the beans as much as they used to. They we gotta really bring, need to be we gotta bring, we gotta, They got to yeah. put some respect on it. The next email is titled Steamed Hams from Andrew. Steamed Hams. Aurora Borealis <laughs> centered directly in your kitchen. Yes, 
Dear Leia and Josh, this is Andrew, KE8FHB, with a quick update on my ham life. So I'll just go ahead and cut to the chase. I got my extra. Yesterday, Ooh, September 6, 2023, I woke up and took my pra- my fifth practice test in a row and passed with 48 out of 50 correct. Congratulations. Congratulations. I knew that I was as ready as I would ever be to take that test. I saw in ham study that there was an HRCC test session at 11 a.m. Eastern that day. However, when I reached out, I found it was full. But the awesome HRCC VE team was able to put together a session for me at 4 p.m. Ooh. Great. Huge shout out to the amazing group of people that make up the HRCC VE team, especially to Nick and Heather for working with me and putting together a session on such. Oh, Nick and Heather, the best. That's amazing. Thank you. I, I was talking to Mike and I was asking, like, about how many HRCC VEs do we have? <laughs> this is a thing we wanted to figure out. Yes. There's a reason. And I think he estimated that we have 40 active VEs. Yeah. We have an amazing group of E's. Just and and Mike and Nick and and Heather, the whole crew over there. Just it is. They even put together, I think, a wiki. Yeah. So that all the information you could ever want about testing is there. I mean, they, I'm just. So, so impressed. And Heather was one of the most kind and patient people with Ben when he was studying for his test. So, so encouraging. But also, she was kind and patient to all of us dudes that she got stuck with (laughs) when she was on San Clemente. Oh, was she? Yeah, because, I mean, of course, Adam Adam be the exception, but mainly me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she was she was uh, amazing she was great it was it was yeah. it was awesome i love talking to heather yeah i had that long conversation with her when you guys were on san clemente and immediately regretted not going <laughs> she was what do you mean how how did you have a long conversation with I had her a conversation on the phone when i was making the oh. uh craft yeah uh so i got all set up on my porch and got ready to take the test Carlos, KD9OLN, as well as a fellow podcast correspondent, Doug, KB8M, were two of the VEs for my test. That is awesome. You had a seriously star-studded group He was literally VEs. jumping out of an airplane. <laughs> He's now doing parachute Legendary. VEing. Parachute VEing. Doug is playing some music for him in the background of He's- his desk. <laughs> He's at living a while song he's about saving him. animals. <laughs> Just multitasking. He's, he's he's darting animals in the background while also playing a song. Oh, no, Doug saves animals. No, but we get, sometimes you got to dart him. What? Sometimes a little rambunctious. Got you got to slow him down a little bit. You got to just so that you little, can save him. So you, so you rescue. Them from, calm down. Yeah, and so you can say. So I don't know if that's him. true, Doug. Don't yeah. Listen, I, uh, you tell you tell us. <laughs> I was feeling really confident until the Zoom meeting started. That's when my nerves kicked in. I was defecating bricks as I took Defecating bricks. 
<laughs> and when the VEs asked the customary, uh, how do you think you did? I answered that I thought I either I failed hate that question, by the way. or I passed by one question. After what seemed like an eternity, but was only about 15 or so seconds, Carlos revealed my score. I forgot the exact score, but it turns out that I passed my exam by a decent margin. All right. I am now KE8FHB slash AE. Yay me. Ah, oh, congratulations. I even have a printout of my CSCE, both Carlos and Doug's autographs that I have been ha- that have been hanging on my refrigerator. You got their autographs too. That's a that is a celebrity VE team. <laughs> I know. That's crazy. <laughs> that's that's incredible. I love it. Well done. I love it. Soon after passing my test, I applied to be a Glarg VE. Oh yeah, you join the ranks, right? Hopefully I'll hear back soon and get accredited as a VE so I can join the HRCC VE team and help pay it forward by making new hams. Oh, that is so nice. I have a question that I would like to ask the HRCC podcast community. Uh Uh-oh. Now that I am a brand new extra class operator, I have my eye on one of those sexy one by two or two by one call signs. Oh, buddy. I am a huge poda nut and my rankings at one particular park are very important for bragging rights. I was wondering if I change my call sign, would my poda stats move over to my new call or would they still be listed under my old call sign? I don't know this. This is not a... um... I'm going to have to assume that it doesn't transfer over because like if there are people like Chris who change their call signs like it's underwear and like how can the POTA people be expected to just keep retroactively updating records? I I encourage you to go avail yourself of the POTA website. I'm almost positive that they probably have an article on this exact topic. Uh, you you need to go look at this. Not to say that the podcast people won't won't be able to answer you, but I don't know this answer. What this is the is... process like of updating your call sign on both the POTA page as well as QRZ? Well, have you ever lost your credit cards and your I... uh, all your wallet? Who <laughs> <laughs> ever need to cancel credit cards and and redo all that? It kind of feels like that a little bit. That's what it kind of feels like. No, do, it's I, not that do I have to create new accounts? Uh, in some cases, you have to create new accounts. In other cases, you will just have your original logon, which could still be your I old guess if call you sign. Update your POTA page, then, like, if it's set up the way that, like, how naming works on platforms, where well, I'm trying to get to everything. that. I'm trying to get to that. So the the logon criteria could be an email, and the email could be your old call sign at gmail.com or something like that, mm-hmm. right? You'd still have to use that, but you could potentially change your call sign or have some kind of acknowledgement of what your new current your current call sign is and your old call sign used to be. Um, I'm 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 very sure that there probably is some documentation on the POTA website or mm-hmm. something along those lines that will help you out. I'm I'm very confident of that. I would appreciate any feedback from anyone has, who has gone through the process of getting a vanity call sign. It feels like my whole identity will change once I get a new call. I'm going to it, feel it kinda like a is whole like that. new It kind of is like that. I have I have dreamt of going by like one by two or two by one, but I don't think I can. I feel like a bit like Gordo. Gordo can't really change his call sign. Mm-hmm. I don't know what people would do if Gordo changed his call sign. That would be like. He can't I, reprint those books. 
<laughs> I just, I just, I don't know that I can now. I think it's done. I think I'm KI6NAZ until I die. Forever. I got a big ass call sign for the rest of my life. <laughs> I, gotta, I don't know what to do, man. What's Z in, um, in CW? Da 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 da. It's all bad. Yeah, it's super bad. So many. Uh, wait, wait, wait. So, uh, so the, the KI, K is a three, I is two, N is two, A is two, and then Z is four. So CW load is not that bad. And the Z is somewhat unique in the sense that you don't hear a lot of Zs, mm-hmm. um, but but still, it's it's kind of a... All right. Well, Andrew continues, I also have a merch idea that came to me while finding a place to park in my local Midwestern Walmart. Picture this, a drawing of a oh, bow fang. No, it's Da Da Did It. Da Da Did It. That's Z. Okay. Sorry. A drawing... I had to do it with my hands. Sorry. A drawing of a bow fang with the words, come and take it printed in a we the people u.s constitution style font maybe the background behind the fang could be an image of the display of a spectrum analyzer showing the spurious emissions that some of the cheap radios generate i'm not sure if anyone has suggested this but i think it would be a funny shirt design i would personally love it as a sticker to put on some radio gear i also had an idea for the rock bottom merch line but i'm not going to go (laughs) you gotta send it to us privately well, the rock bottom isn't something we like to talk about in public. <laughs> it's for discerning audiences that are of legal age. Well, I think it's a great idea. And if we make one, you will get one. Love it. Thank you for sending that. Anyway, 73. And thanks for encouraging me to get my extra and go deeper into this wacky and fun hobby. 73, Andrew, K-E to the 8 to the F to the H <laughs> to the B. We're doing A-E, that. baby. Ooh. Your Indiana postal correspondent and newly minted extra. I love it. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Thank you for sharing that success with us. The next email is titled Texas Hammond. And this comes from Douglas. I'm headed to the ranch in Texas on September 8th to work on some radio equipment and put up some antenna mass. Unfortunately, I will not be taking HF equipment with me. As far as gyms in the bathroom, it is a relatively small amount, but there has been an issue with people recording in the bathrooms, mostly the men's room. I have yet to have this happen to me, but I normally- Is some kind of tickety-talk thing that they're doing? I normally work installing the equipment before the club opens. I just confirm the fears of the layout. Yeah, that is pretty scary. And that is from Douglas V. Well, thank you for uh, fueling my nightmares. The next voicemail is titled, Follow Up to the Voicemails, The Saga Continues. And this comes from (laughs) Chief Head Volunteer Podcast. Chief Head! The Chief Head is back. (laughs) Nathan. To the director and actors that play themselves in this play called Life. Greetings. You know, you you can't refer to us like that because uh, then we'd be scamps. Oh, my God. And nobody wants to cross the sag Afra, right? All right. Greetings. I ain't going to be no rat. (laughs) I'm doing a quick follow-up to my myriad of voicemails with a quote-unquote quick email. So I emailed the man I met at the park with some suggestions of materials and YouTube channels to get some tech questions training, suggestions of hamstudy.org and such. Don't worry, Josh. You are so close to 300,000 subscribers. I'm recruiting them myself. (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> mission the real grassroots pound the pavement of, of will you subscribe to my channel? I appreciate that from the chief head correspondent. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. Some other interesting facts about the ham curious man. He lives on the only bumpy road that gives access to the state park in question. It seems he was just out for a walk in the evening and happened upon me. What? Understand? I didn't <laughs> wait. Research, what? I didn't research this park ahead of time. I had never heard of it before looking it up on uh, looking up the closest park to my location. I was meandering around on my day off. I don't even live close to this park. When I didn't have data service on my phone, I thought I was driving the right way without the GPS and that I would just come upon the park sign on the side of the road. Turns out after I got my GPS and data back, I was driving in the exact opposite direction. Through adversity, I was able to come across this man by random. Turns out he has a bow fung, and he described an antenna he bought that folds over on itself and turns out to <laughs> turns out to be like a measuring tape inside. A brie, anyone? He also said, did you see my antenna when you drove in? I said, actually, I did see it. He has a discone antenna Ooh. for his scanner for listening. I love a discone. His main thing was he likes to listen, but that but doesn't want to get ridiculed by people for just having a bow fang or being new or not knowing everything. This gun's great. Why yeah. is he worried about this, you may ask? He has heard such things happening on his scanner from the local repeater mm. he can uh, he can get. I assured him that not all hams are like that. In my email to him, I even mentioned that every first Sunday of the month at 6 p.m. Eastern, they have what they call a newcomers roundtable, where they welcome all the newcomers to check into the net, introducing themselves and where they expect to be new or mess up. Anything could ha or anything could happen. No judgments. There was a point that I tried to check in from my town in my car they heard me the first time but i got confused and accidentally turned off the pl tone because my radio labeled it as encoding so i turned it off after that they didn't hear me i also learned about how they would key the repeater and say this is unkey to make sure no one else was trying to check in at the same time then key again to give their call sign no one taught me that but they mentioned it then which helped me greatly okay interesting well it, this is the do as Romans thing. Mm -hmm. People can run their nets differently. And that's not to say that they're doing it right or wrong. They're just doing it differently. They're doing it the way they want to run them. Right, yeah. right. So honestly, I'm not going to pressure the possible future ham operator, just giving him the info to make a choice. 73K1MAZ Nathan. Sorry if my last voicemail seemed ominous, like perhaps you would never hear from me again. <laughs> from experience, I think you both know better for better or better. Yeah, I didn't feel it was not ominous no, at all. No, yeah. I just, but his writing of that kind of cracks me up that we might have taken it that way. And Nathan, you might be more sensitive to how your message is coming across. I like it. I, I like that uh, you're being very conscious of how your messages come across and heading it off at the past. Yeah, well, that's that's good too. I am. In I am qu quite that person. You must be an oldest child <laughs> i always uh, make my emails to say per my last email that is even the first time you have emailed someone <laughs> i haven't even emailed them before right. actually i say per my last correspondence to remove any ambiguity in that sense because <laughs> i've talked to them 
Maybe you never talked to them before. It's like your first time contacting them. Does, it's actually customer support. Actually, it, it puts them it puts them on the on the down step right from the beginning. Even if I'm, now they're questioning their own reality. Has, what a has this asshole talked to me before? Watch your language. Okay. All right. Thanks, Nathan. <laughs> Sorry. The next email is titled "How's It Been," and it comes from volunteer podcast co-producer. How's Jake. it, bro? Howdy, HRCC family. It's been a minute. Just checking up how the studying is going, Leia. Ooh. It, How'd it go, Leia? I'm on G1. It's going okay. You're on. <laughs> you're deep diving a sub-element right now. Yep. Josh, all these Poto backpacking trips are making me jealous. It looks so fun. Hey, if you go with Adam. If you, by the way, <laughs> that is the ultimate trick is go with adam so i i want i i don't want to i don't want to spill this big secret but uh if you go to like mount everest and you are hiking with these people called sherpas yes they're doing a monumental amount of the work yes <laughs> uh, you're still doing a ton of work i'm not taking anything away from that but the level of work that you may be doing you can offset with money <laughs> right uh hiking with adam is kind of like hiking with a sherpa he is 100 percent our sherpa yeah. it, it is and uh, amazing amazing i and just does it out of the goodness of his heart now you could also have a backpacking excursion weekend like i have oh, but no. you can't have adam <laughs> he's not available to you you cannot have adam I suggest you look at his videos, have him teach you via his videos. Do not contact Adam. That is not okay. I did see one of um, Adam's videos about a solo trip he took to the Sierras. And I was like, when I saw that, he was having such a great time. I was like, that made me appreciate his gift to you and Ben even more because he didn't need you guys. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. He would have done things faster. Yeah. More efficiently, more effectively. We only, the only thing we did you was slow like him down. Anchor. In every way were we an anchor. In every way. At no time did we improve the situation. At no time. Other than I, his his video was, was beautiful. I didn't know that that's what he was trying to do. Like, I didn't know that, like, really. He mentioned that, like, yeah, he really wanted to focus on, you know, Ben getting on fishing and all mm -hmm. that stuff. But if you go watch his video, and please, I, I really do, I really hope you all go watch his video because Adam actually has a he has a he has a very good gift for storytelling. Oh my gosh, his cinematography is great too. Particularly from the outdoors. Yes, it's like that's his set. He is so much better than Bear Grylls in every way. No, but I mean, like, <laughs> it, 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 that is his set. The outdoors is his set. He knows the lighting. He knows how all of it works, and he yeah. builds the story around the day because he knows that's when the lighting's going to be there like literally he will he'll get set up for nighttime shots he'll get set up for daytime shots like when we're talking sun up sundown all that stuff adam just does that that's his thing yeah right and so i i really recommend you go watch his uh fishing video when he was when, with ben i mean ben is yeah. kind of the the major one of the major players in the in the video and it was great he did a great job ben loved fishing so much that he already he, loved fishing. Yeah. Ben has loved fishing. Yeah. But I think that the fly fishing deluded him, him into thinking that he was much better at fishing than he thought. No, I, I think so fly fishing, it's kind of hard to explain the feeling of fly fishing 
to people that haven't. It's just so much more active. It it it's no, it, it's active, but it's also visceral is the wrong term, but it, it's close to that. It's it's this connection to it. It's fly fishing is amazing. So Ben has a fishing birthday party. That's what he wanted. It, it's every year we give the kids an option for their birthday. Do they want to go on vacation or do they, do they want to have a birthday party? Ben has almost always picked a vacation until this year. Yeah. And uh, so he wanted a party. He wanted fishing themed. We go out to our local lake, which is it's just not great. It's fishing not great. There. Yeah. It's and it's also still stocked for catfish. Yeah. It's not for trout. It's not. Yeah. Not good. Not good. So I give every kid a telescopic fishing pole with some uh, bobbers and hooks and stuff like that. Like a $13 yeah. Temu package kind of thing. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Like I, I spent half of the party just fussing with them. Well, you rigged up a few um, and the kids obviously. No, but I was also got... fixing them on the line. Like yeah. I was doing triage. Okay. On the line. Because a lot of them got spooled up. Uh -huh. But then the people that spooled them didn't realize that the gate had to be open to feed the line through. Uh, and so the kids were throwing them and the spools were flying into the water. Oh, no. And so I'm fishing that out and I'm doing the whole rejiggering it so that the the, the spool actually, the spinning system mm -hmm. actually will pull in line. Yeah. 50% were just cranking. And the thing's spinning, and the line's just like, ha, 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 I'm not connected <laughs> to any of this. I'm not a part of your system. <laughs> so uh, you you rigged up um, a few of the fishing poles, and the kids got bored, obviously. Oh, dude, the kids were yeah. outie. Yeah. Like they... My brother picks up one of the ones you rigged up that one of the kids abandoned. Throws... I was literally, I, I, had, I, had, uh, I had rigged up probably six rods. Yeah. And I rigged them up all differently. So that I could experiment with like different, you know, different bait, different setup for where we position the bait in the water column, the whole nine yards. Yeah. He picked up the one that was Ellie's rod. Yeah. Little girl's rod. He mm -hmm. picks it up, casts it. Within five minutes. The, so this lake is stocked catfish um, in the summer, trout in the cooler seasons. Yeah. And... The other thing that the anglers in the city do is when they catch a bass in another place, they actually bring it to this lake so that they can catch the bass over and over it's again. A, it's okay? a replant lake, meaning the bass fishermen live here. Yes. And when they come back home and they got something in their tank, they'll drop it off in Cerritos. Yeah. So these bass are like, they're legacy bass. They, yeah. They've been here for a really long time. And everybody catches and releases them we all release out of them. respect. Yeah. And so my brother, within Plus five that minutes. That means they're also really smart. They are. They're very <laughs> they're, hard they're, to catch. We used to go to this lake all the time. They're high pressure. They don't take bait almost never. I've never seen one of them take bait. They only I don't know that of, you've ever it, maybe caught one once. I've caught one bass. And that was, uh, you're talking like we were going out there a couple times a week at least mm -hmm. for a very long time. Yeah. And I wasn't purposely going after bass. I was mainly doing cat, whatever the stocking was. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. Within five minutes, he's caught a bass. He's got a bass on the line. And like at first, we don't even believe it. Yeah, I don't we're even like, believe it. You're caught on something. Yeah, I was like, oh, you're snagged. No, 100%. You start seeing like the, the boiling from the fish fighting back, right? And he pulls it up. It's a massive carp. No, it's a bass. A, a bass. It's it's massive. Yeah. 
And I'm like, no, I mean, it's, you, it's it's like the biggest fish I've ever seen come out of that lake. It was it was a over one and a half pound bass. But that's wasn't a big, big bass. for that. It's big no. for that lake. No, there's some lunkers that are in there. Oh, okay. There's some big there's some big bass. So anyway, so he catches and releases it. He's the only one who catches anything. The only one. All the entire day. day. Yeah. And which goes back to the fact that I have always said my brother is the luckiest person I know. <laughs> the only reason he can be so chill about everything is because it always goes his way. He doesn't he doesn't have to try. It has lured him into a Chad like sense of self confidence. <laughs> like, it's just... um it's that superhero domino. What's your superpower? I'm lucky. Like, yeah. What does that mean? Like, oh, you don't know what that means. <laughs> Let me show you. Everything just works out for my brother. That's <laughs> it's it's kind of true. Yeah. And then he came over when my sister was fishing and tried to give her fishing tips. <laughs> like, like, one, you didn't rig up the line. <laughs> you didn't do any, you just threw it in the water yeah. and lucked out. Mm-hmm. Right. That I, I set up a hundred percent of everything. <laughs> he just threw it in the water. He's like, oh, this, is, this looks like a pretty crappy rod, but it's casting pretty good. I'm like thanks <laughs> i set it up <laughs> and then my sister is like do you do a lot of fishing he's like you know i just caught a bass <laughs> well my current cv says i caught a bass today <laughs> I agree, I... all right well Jim tune into continues. our new podcast leia's brother <laughs> On Spotify. <laughs> he's, he's the opposite of me. Oh, he, totally. Like, uh, like, totally you know the how, opposite. Like, people say preparation and like luck is like 80% preparation and like 20% perspiration right. or whatever. Yeah. That is 100% my life. Okay. Right. Things turn out for me because I, I will over them because uh, yeah. plan. It's not that you like, will them into persist like into <laughs> existence. It's that you planned everything so that yeah. it happened. It yeah. wasn't luck. It's, no, it was not luck. And, but my brother is one hundred percent luck. The there is no total preparation. Opposite. There's no perspiration. <laughs> it's just luck. It's it's YOLO. It's really YOLO. It's a hundred percent YOLO. All right. Well, Jake can do. But looking good while doing it. Absolutely, because he looks good while it's he's true. doing it. It's, it's true. true. He, he he's does pretty look, styling. Yeah, he, he's 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 uh, he's aesthetics. Yes, and luck. <laughs> like that is the uh, that what is D and D on that? That's charisma and literally some D and D stats stat lines are luck, but you can't just like normally pay into luck. Yeah, but apparently he got something where he can just pay into luck directly because <laughs> yeah. he's got a lot of luck points <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so he's Jake, a bard, basically. <laughs> he is. He's a bard. He he's everything. literally a bard. Yeah, he probably he probably would rock a rapier. A hundred percent. Again, Jake continues. I've definitely missed emailing y'all these past few weeks. Well, we have missed you, Jake. Looking forward to the pod. Yours in volunteerism, podcasting, co-production. Jake K O four J U Z. Thank you so much, Jake. Thank you, Happy Jake. Happy to have you back. The next email is titled, Regarding Follow-Up Email. If a beekeeper gets on the air, are they a honey ham? And this comes from Jeff. 
I am following up on my ham journey since my last email on March 23rd. Jeff does something amazing, okay. by the way. Okay. He took the last email he sent, mm-hmm. replied to it so that it's in the bottom body. Oh, you magnificent bastard. So smart. I appreciate it. By the way, it. I appreciate we that. appreciate following email structure. Mm-hmm. It is okay for you to reply to your previous email with your new email, particularly if you're going to pull context clues. Yeah, I mean, you can literally, uh, you can reply to your own email and even change the title. Oh, yeah. It, it, it just, it, it will still nest. Yeah. Because it's part of it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a part. So amazing, Jeff. Really brilliant. I bet you're very efficient at your job. Two days after my birthday, or just knows how email works in Salem, New Hampshire, got the FT891 in stock. Was hard to get one at that time. On March 31st, I gifted myself a new radio and a Samlex 1235 meter power supply. Or was that 1235M power supply? It's a lowercase m. Mm. In April, purchased HF kit, 40 meter and fed half wave through the ARRL first kit build, tied in the trees to see if it worked. Pulled in a guy from Rome that built his own hex antenna and amplifier. I listened to his DX contacts from Colorado, Florida, and Haiti. Successful build. Took it down and ordered my Good. Rig Expert Pro. Between family vacation, working days off, and the ongoing terrible storms in the Northeast, it wasn't until August I got the antenna up with a suitable SWR after getting it away from the house, but it's in the middle of the yard. I'll relocate another day. I listen a a few nights a week on 20 meters and 40 meters to get used to my radio. Last night, I was tuned in using the scope feature to... Uh, 7.220 and heard CQ W1AW slash one Voda. After listening to a few of his contacts, there was an opening. I decided to make my first contact ever. We exchanged information. He said I sounded good for no experience and gave me some tips to progress and make more Voda contacts. Made my night. When funds allow, I'll get a battery and antenna to do POTA. I have a state park in my town and more within a 20-mile drive. I attached a picture of my potential POTA cycle that can combine my hobbies. I believe I've opened the door to a fun world. I have more to write, but this is getting long. 73, Jeff, KC1, HNH. And you know what? I can 100% tell that you're a very efficient communicator, too. I like it. A lot and of information. I, I'm going to show Josh a picture of your bike. Ooh, this is a Swiss Army bike. Nice. I like it. Be careful on that, though. Okay, Josh? Stay safe. Oh, there's a follow-up. I left a few details out of my previous email. I left Not out so efficient location. you thought, Leia, huh? <laughs> I live in Douglas, Massachusetts. A five-minute drive to Rhode Island and 20 minutes from Connecticut. Don't go to Rhode Island. That they gives access. <laughs> they told us. They don't want yeah. anybody there. That gives access to many POTA parks. My local HRO is about one hour, 20 minutes drive, and they are a sales tax-free state. My contact was in Maine. Thank you once again, both, for the terrific ham and prepping content. I like to hear and learn about both. You present in a welcoming and inviting format. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. And 73, Jeff, KC1, HNH. 
Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for the update on your ham journey. I appreciate it. We appreciate ham journey emails. Absolutely. Yep. The next email is titled Preparedness Corner. Mm-hmm. And this is from Kevin. Greetings to the dynamic duo of ham. Just some random thoughts about preparedness. Okay. I grew up on the southern coast of Connecticut. We had hurricanes that came up the coast to New England. Our house was on well water. Major storms would knock out the power and would also take out the well pump. Preparation for a storm that could bring down the power. This includes winter ice storms. My dad always filled up bottles of water for drinking. The tubs were filled for wash water as well as to allow the toilets to flush. Mm -hmm. A saucepan would be used for refilling the toilet tank once flushed or fill the sink for washing and shaving. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Kids were not allowed to flush the toilets. Had to consult mom or dad if needed. Flashlights with batteries were given out. With the LED flashlights, batteries last much longer. Yes. Don't store the batteries in the flashlights, but in a baggie beside them. LED lanterns, the same thing. Candles, not recommended for the fire hazard. If you must, only use when an adult is present and awake. No fire. Who also flushes the toilet. Without a fire watch. Yes. Using propane or kerosene heaters indoors must have a window open for ventilation. Yes. Again, don't run those when no one is awake. For battery selection, the newer lithium uh, AA and AAA batteries will last in storage much longer. Yes. If you're using lithium batteries, never mix them with any other type. Yes. E rechargeable, uh, nickel. I don't know. What should I should I be saying not cap? Like so far, he's been nailing them. This yeah. is like all these are great. Uh, what is the other type of battery? Nickel. What? Nickel metal hydride. Nickel metal hydride, etc. Keep your battery bank for cell phones charged up. Good. 73, Kevin, WA4, If you happen to be like me and none of your children or your wife actually charge up any of the power banks that they that you give them, <laughs> why don't you charge up all of them all the time? That could be your life is constantly like butlering power banks. Wow. that's a... No resentment there, right, guys? <laughs> we all have our roles to play. <laughs> power bank guy. Dad, my iPad. Solid advice. My iPad, I can't do Pokemon Go. Uh, here you go, son. Here's a power bank. Thank you, Kevin, for really tapping into this bitterness in Josh. <laughs> the next email is going to cheer you up, though. It's titled, I Passed. Oh, buddy. And this here we is go. from Brian. Woohoo, I passed my extra exam. Ooh. Congratulations. I love it. Thanks for the recommendation of Fast Track Ham. The audiobook was ah, the only yes. way I could have gotten through this. With regard to the technicians and 10 meter repeater last que- test question, isn't the band plan that puts repeaters in the upper section of the band voluntarily and not voluntary and not obligatory? Meaning it's generally accepted practice for repeater output on 10 meters to be 29.610 to 29.700. Mm-hmm. But there is no regulatory requirement that it be on those frequencies. So in theory, a well, control operator could set up a repeater output to 28.3850 if they wanted to do that. I like flustering many hams that play the guidelines to use the QRP single sideband calling frequency. I like your enthusiasm, but uh, no. (laughs) Uh, In this case, would it be permissible for the technician to be the control operator of a repeater that transmits 
in the 28.3 to 28.5 portion of the band? So my answer is is probably no. And the reason for that is something that is an important clarification of a word that people think means nothing. When we say it's like uh, the unofficial band plan that the ARRL has on their website, or you have a volunteer frequency coordinator for repeaters, it's true that none of those things are like in the rule of law a requirement, but at the same time, that's like where we have agreed to lay down where the frequencies go, yes. right? So to your <sighs> point, if somebody wanted to put a repeater on the technician space for 10 meters, I'm not actually sure if that is a quote-unquote illegal is probably the wrong word, but against the rules. I have two things to say about mm -hmm. this. Yeah. One is that I've always seen amateur radio operators as gentlemen and women. Mm, gentlemen and women, yes. And so there is a level of respect and consideration. And I, I want to say manners, but manners in the sense that manners exist mm. to make yourself and other people feel comfortable yeah, in society. Yeah. This is my manners talking. Right. Yes, yes. Uh, the other thing is I am somebody who firmly believes that there doesn't need to be a law or regulation for people to act appropriately. Mm. And that the only reason that we have to over-regulate anything is because bad actors won't just do yeah. the right thing. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. But then also I found a technical, like, a technical hurdle on all of this while you were talking. By the way, your point's still completely valid, and I agree with it. Um, so the the 10-meter ban plan for technicians only, only provides privileges for single sideband voice. Okay. That was noted. No, no, no. So a repeater will URP, not... URP, single sideband calling frequency. Fine, but okay. a, a repeater will not work on single sideband. They oh, work on gotcha. FM. Okay. Well then, you you got it. Yeah, solved. Sorry, I found I found your your loophole with a technical so technical bunghole. Okay, Brian continues. On a side note, do you remember the old days of landlines and corded phones? I do. I do. And then when when they had cordless phones that had an antenna that you would pull out mm -hmm. and it was like eight feet long. Yes. And you'd use it to like turn the lights out. I never did. that. I did that all the time. No, I did. I would use that to like poke at lights when I wanted to turn off things and I was on wow. the couch. Yeah, I was a, I was a certain kind of person. Those would work when the electricity was off. I remember calling a friend a few blocks away when our power went out to see if his power went out too. Well, they worked on low voltage. No, no. So no, um, landlines were actually one of the first to become congested. So if you remember during that time, particularly with earthquakes in Southern California, you know, Bevis and Maud would get on the phone and they they'd choke up a line. So lines were a finite actual resource mm -hmm. for, for landline communication, uh, at least at that time when we were all kids, right? It wasn't like this this server bank that they just phone calls disappeared yeah. into and they sure. were connected together, right? So actually- uh, Back in your day, it was tin cans and a string. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> but, but when we would call grandma after an earthquake, we would always get a busy signal. Remember the busy signal? Yes. The, the busy signal wasn't because grandma had her phone off the hook. It was because there was literally no- 
circuits to complete the the call. Like it was it was busy. Yeah, that would happen a lot in Southern California with earthquakes. A lot. All right. I'm excited to finally be done with summer here in Texas so I can go back to doing POTA. It's been too hot to do anything outside this year. Going out with my uh, chameleon, C-A-H-R, is that? C-A? Mm-hmm. Oh, Coffee and Ham Radio. Coffee and Ham Radio and Fed Halfway Day yeah, after heck yeah. work. Yeah, good kit. Nice. Good kit. 73 KG2 BAD, and that's Brian. Thank you so much, Brian. BAD, that's the suffix? Bad? Yeah, And I like it. Brian, I wasn't saying that you're a bad person. I'm saying that... Well, we already know his it, call sign suffix is bad. So. <laughs> He's de- he, he is advertising it. <laughs> Don't feel bad, Leia. But, uh, yeah, I mean... You don't need to be regulated into doing what would be the best way to handle things. On I, I'll go back a second step. Let me let me hit this point real fast. Our frequency space, a part of the electromagnetic spectrum, is finite. We can't we can't uncover more frequencies. The bands that we use are the frequency spaces that we use. There, there isn't like, I can't get more of them, right? Right. So they're allocated. And it just turns out that the way the FCC has allocation for technicians on 10 meters is that they have to use single sideband voice. They can't use FM, which means they can't really use repeaters. That's it. Like That's it. That's it. Whether you agree with that or not, by the way, I agree with uh, changing things up for technicians significantly and give them more of HF capabilities I hope you want to get on board with that because I'm a big advocate of it. All right. Well, thank you so much for your email, Brian. The next email is titled, I have returned. Kind of. The return. And this is uh, an email from Don, the RF field tech. Oh, hey, what's up, Don? Welcome back. Hello, Queen Leia and King Josh. Sorry for the long absence. Well, you were definitely missed. Mm -hmm. But in this Texas summer... Has my cardiac issues keeping me down? Oh, no. I am getting better with the cooler temps, though. Don, maybe, I mean, I know that there are people who are diehard Texans, but maybe in the summer you go somewhere else. I don't want you to have cardiac issues. Yeah. You know? I would like to invite you and your family out for the support of your parks weekend in Fredericksburg, Texas next month. And yes, there's a lot... for the kids to do as well. There is the Pacific War Museum and the Admiral Nimitz House. Nimitz? Nimitz? You never heard of Nimitz? House to explore. He was the Pacific commander. Yeah. Fredericksburg is also an authentic German town with lofts, lots of German food as well. There will also be Oktoberfest. It is Oktoberfest month. Yes. Oh my God. The kids have yet to Oktoberfest. This is why when you I mean mentioned they've making never, they've never They've never been able to see their father drunk in a festival situation? They've never even built a pyramid of cat cups. Oh, my God. How have they ever lived? <laughs> Although when you go to the pyramid of cat cups, they're definitely not doing spätzle or anything like that. No, they do. No. Yeah. No. They all have spitzley. No. But uh, we wanted to take the the kids to Kidtoberfest. 
That's the wiener dog races. Yeah. And all that stuff. yeah. That's it. Old world. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe now Frederick's in Texas. Oh. It will also be Oktoberfest with a festival lasting all month. And while a bunch of we YouTubers will be there, we can watch the kiddos while Leo, Leia tours the 15 or so wineries and distilleries if she wants to. Leia's getting drunk. <laughs> Leia's getting drunk. <laughs> I hope I have not invited you too late, but not to worry if I did, because I would like to make this an annual event for the Texas YouTubers. You know, I love the Texas YouTubers. I so. I, I have to say, um, I don't think I spend enough time in Texas. I that actually really kind of, like Texas. I do, too. Yeah, yeah. There's no... Even El Paso. I said... I, what I meant to say was El Paso, I think was what I was going for. <laughs> Um, the, 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 Texas is, is a unique landscape. It's very big. It's not like California with the rich, rich, vibrant vegetation in our, in, in some areas, the rest of it's all desert. And that's very much like Texas. Yeah. But Texas all has like, is very unique in itself. Like we like Austin a lot. Um, El Paso, Houston, El Paso's I've been. I have a bunch of friends who are talking about moving to San Antonio. Yeah. So we know people that are all either walk. in or going to Texas. So, yeah, we'll probably be. Yeah. I don't know that the Texans like the number of California. Oh, no, they're not there. OK. They're not OK. Uh, but 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 you know what I'm, the worst part but we're is, good. Though? We're good. We all know how to shoot. We're all very good shots. No, but the people we're we good. know we'll, that moved to Texas. Not them. We're not worried about that. Are. All of the people they Texans didn't want. Oh no, there. we they yes. want us, yeah. and we're just gonna hold off. <laughs> we're just gonna hold back a little bit. Yeah, that's uh, apologies um, in the aftermath. Yeah, I don't, I don't. They are trying to California your Texas. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that because again, I want I'm, every state to keep its own character. I this do is too. actually very important to me. Well, but I actually, if you go to another, I, I want to keep the California character of like thirty years ago. <laughs> That's what I want. That yeah, but I'm California saying, like, character. if you're going to leave California for another state, mm -hmm. you need to go to that state mm. and be a part of that state. Don't try to like adopt the state. Yes. Not just don't try to try go and in and force change your will the upon the state. Yeah, yeah like yeah. just leave everybody alone. They were fine without you. <laughs> like literally, like you should act when you move to another state. Like they have adopted you, mm -hmm. and you either become a part of this family or you go into foster care. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> okay, okay. All right, that's what I have to say about that. Anyways, uh. Don signs off 73, Donald, the RF field tech. Well, thank you, Donald. Thank I appreciate you for the your invitation. email. It is probably a little late for us to make any arrangements out this year, but possibly next year. I, I You know, I've you gotta... have to guarantee that it's not going to be hot, though. I, it's oh, like yeah. It's Leia's already hot in California. We did Austin in the summer, and I was like, this is a level of humidity yeah. I did I... not understand. So Leia, Leia has a, a very specific temperature space she lives in. Mm. Not Leia me. Do. I'll go. Leia do. Do that. Yeah. We were, we literally walked around Austin though. We it was walked great. to. It was if, humid. If it was humid. Anybody was has not. Little swamp butt. You got some swamp butt going on for sure. I, it still sticks out in my mind how beautiful the, the, 
Texas Capitol is. Dude, the Texas Capitol is insane. I mean, you're talking about the door hinges are custom with like with these carved like inlays. So again, for me, everything hinges on like flowing water. And when you walk around different parts of Austin, there are parts where the the cityscape, the walkways are mm-hmm. just like broken up with with free flowing water. Mm, I like that. And and it, you have to go downstairs because everything has to get lower because the elevation. It's like, oh my gosh, what is all this? Like I, the, all that stuff is just, I love that. I love it. Austin was cool in that sense. It makes the California capital so embarrassing. Because I used to spend a lot of time. Oh, yeah. The Texas Capitol is amazing. It's a really cool capital. I spent a lot of time in the Sacramento Capitol building. Oh, yeah. Okay. And that is like a depressing courthouse. Okay. Like, there is, it is a government, gray government building. It is from the outside. It looks fine. And, you know, they've got super friendly squirrels. And I like that. But, like, inside, (laughs) it's very depressing. Okay. Uh, you go into the Texas Capitol. But it's like gold outside. The Texas Capitol. The, there is gold all over that place. But I mean, like, not necessarily real gold, but the building is gold colored. Like, it's a stark, beautiful contrast. Yeah, it's, really, it's a really, really nice state building. Yeah, I, I'm just so impressed with the whole thing. You're, you're just, like, walking through and it's like, is, is this, like, from oil money? <laughs> like... <laughs> This uh, this rivals most kingdoms' palaces. <laughs> like, okay. So yeah, highly. Uh, is this the highly Texas? fond? Is this of the Versailles Texas. of Texas? <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much, Don. The next email is titled "Veteran Remote Testing for Technician," and this comes from Mike. Hi, and thanks to you and Josh, nearly 61 years old and a U.S. Navy submarine veteran. Ooh. Y'all do a great podcast. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you for your service. Thank you. I would like to register for the test this coming weekend. Uh, I'm going to have to pass your information on. Yes. This is... It's might Friday. not work it's out this week might not work out we are not the uh we're this is not the email to get yourself listed but you're you're close you're adjacent yes and so the rest of this um i'm i'm gonna skip over the testing part with that said my boss was a captain of a navy submarine and it was uh he was a really tall guy which really cracked me up <laughs> um so he continues, uh, love you guys. Appreciate what you do. It's a lot of effort. BZ. Know that one? What is BZ? I don't know. Uh, best Mike. Thank you so much. And, Thank you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take a minute and forward this on. All right. Well, thank you, Mike, and good luck on your uh, remote testing this weekend. Hopefully the VE team uh, can do something this weekend or next week. Sure. Because they're magic. Yeah. Thank you so much. The next email is titled Morse Code, and this comes from Douglas V. Okay. Morse Code has been used in Star Trek in more than the fifth movie, which wasn't the best, just somewhat okay. It was used Ooh, in the original series in Space Seed, where they first encountered Space Seed Khan. was Khan, yeah. Yeah. Ham Solo has to catch them all. 
As far as the straps, Leia, Josh is right. There is a better way. <laughs> However, Josh, you could have used it as more of a way to help teach Leia how to do it. However, it did make for some interesting pod. At least she's willing to do things. Leia can think on her feet. I do understand your frustration on how she secured the items in the truck. Leia, it probably wouldn't have inconvenienced Josh that much if you had asked. Shalom. Douglas V. KI7 LIK. Douglas, uh, you, so let, let's give, uh, I would like to give some points to Douglas for doing the dance of all the peoples. Like, I do. Uh, he he, he gave kind. an argument on everybody's behalf and like softened all the blows. What a great mediator. He did. He did a very good job. With that said, uh, yes, she could have called me at any moment. Second point. I don't think a ratchet strap is that difficult to figure out. And the fact she didn't actually questions my, like, confidence in, mm. in like, the, in the, in the, in the heavier set of doing things. Like the, when the going gets tough kind of doing things, it worries me a little bit. I had to travel less than a mile. Yeah, no, it, it, it worries me the fact that you didn't look at it and just know how it works. No, I didn't. That and scares then, me. That 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 frightens me a little bit. That that makes me think that, that like I can't count on you in certain situations. In prepper situations. Oh, a little wow. bit. A little bit. I, I mean Like you can't look at something like that and go, this thing ratchets. This thing is just a a belt, a loose belt. Mm -hmm. And there is a slot around a thing that turns. It would have taken you all of a minute. I slipped it through the thing that turns, but it wasn't like tight. Because you didn't pull it tight. Well. The fact that this is, the fact that you were so close to victory, I give you credit. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from that. But the fact that you like, the fact that you thought that you would just take up 25 feet of slack with a, with a little thingy that was going doo -doo 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 -doo, like that's also a little so listen, worrisome. A little worrisome. I I literally had yeah. ten minutes to load and move this stuff to make. You know what I say. You know what I say. And you know I what have, I say. You know I what my could motto have asked is. You, right? I yeah. could have asked mm -hmm. you, but I didn't want to inconvenience you. Mm -hmm. You always do a ton of stuff for me when I'm volunteering, mm -hmm. and this was something I was like. 99.9% .9 certain mm -hmm. I could get from point A to point B without an issue. Okay. So I 100% give you credit for getting everything where it needed to go without any issue. But I also agree with previous emails that like, because you didn't experience an issue, it doesn't mean that that was good. That was mm -hmm. a good solution. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Learning how to actually use a ratchet strap is, is simple. I can show you very quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, my one of my favorite quotes, though, is like when the chips are down, like in the worst situation, how people behave, that is the real person. I'm telling you, I tied it off. I know you made it work. You, you made it work. You, 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 you see, it, I think that you don't understand really how secure everything I, was. I, I. I I know. I, I know would not. How, I would there was not so many parking driven. cones. There were so many parking cones. No, I would showed. not have there driven. At no, there was no blank space that a parking code was not betwixt of. <laughs> like at no point was there not a parking code. But I wasn't. Inserted. I wasn't relying on the parking cone. No, no. Um, my belief is that you got real close, and then it was it was parking cone palooza. <laughs> no. That was my understanding. I tied it. I tied it off. Tied. Tied. So no tension. It was like, that feels it wasn't, it, good. It was super tight. 
How? You you have you don't know tensioning knots? You don't know any of this stuff. I know you don't. You just tied a lot of knots. Yeah, but then I added things after so that you it added was... A win- Did you have a stick that you were doing like a windless <laughs> maneuver on? Like a tourniquet? I know you know what that is. You didn't. I know you didn't. All right. Like, why, we we, we got to put this admit? to bed. We got to put this to bed. Oh, my God. We're back. Okay. It's not like I'm I, not going to learn how to use the ratchet strap. Uh, we're we're going to wake up. At, I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. in the morning. I'm going to drag you outside. And we're like, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna ratchet everything down right now. <laughs> I got Ben and Edison in the back of the truck. We got to ratchet them down. <laughs> they can't go anywhere because we're going to be hauling ass. <laughs> I'm telling you it was secure. Okay. I, I promise I, you. I don't. I, I don't. I don't this. believe. I don't believe. I can't. I can't believe. I can't. I can't. I cannot. I can't. You don't understand. I've seen things. I've seen things. I've seen things. <laughs> you people wouldn't believe. I just like. What do you think people did the before there were Orion. ratchet straps? What do you think I've people do in areas where they can't afford straps. ratchet straps? All like... these <laughs> moments will be lost. In time, like I think, I think Douglas tears. is trying to make it better. He made it worse. <laughs> in the rain. No, the next so female. I will think. Yeah, please just yeah. move on. At this point. It, <laughs> the fact that I just gave you Roy Batty's ending death credits from Blade Runner. We we have to move on. We're done. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> the next email is titled "Space Weather" and thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. And this comes from Hector. Hi, Leia and Josh. As I commented on Josh's YouTube, we're literally video a week. This is on one week space... off now. We're only one week away. Yeah, this, this is the second last to last email. Oh. Um, on space weather, I learned more on space weather from that video than in my college courses. Holy crap. Well, that led me down the rabbit hole of learning more so I can better understand how it affects how I use my radio and make contacts. Well, this week, I noted that we were getting ready for an eclipse on October 14th, and I wanted to know how that affects ham radio. Little did I know that now I would start looking into putting together a space weather station uh more info on it he has dropped a link i will put in the show notes thank you josh for expanding my horizon or flat earth as kate mrd says beyond the common knowledge i truly hope you can revisit the space weather topic every so often as it is very interesting um how the quote-unquote normal people can contribute to it I have been subscribed for a few years to HRCC, but recently started listening to the podcast. Makes my commute fun again oh, while learning you. a thing or two. Oh as well. my god, well, that's our that's so our much. trick. We only want you to learn one thing. Yeah, <laughs> if you get a two, eh, we're okay with that, but we're not trying to push it. <laughs> Leia, the boss, thank you for letting Josh put on the podcast together and all the videos. They get. Uh, they get me, and I bet that a lot of listeners through the day. Wish you both the best. K-E-0-O-P-R-73. Well, thank you so much, Hector. That is so kind. Thank you, Hector. Space Weather Woman. Uh, Tamitha Tamitha's will be back because yeah. we did not get through enough of her slides. She has yeah. so many more slides. She's a really good teacher, too, I feel but- like. And and Don Don surmised it very very eloquently, saying that she has the capability of just distilling it down and making it. She has all kinds of idioms and different ways of of transmuting she makes that it make information. Sense. Yeah, which which 
Are you talking about the sun? Which is yeah. kind of complicated. It does uh, some complicated yeah. things, right? And she does a great job at it. So she will be back. And when? Excellent. We don't know, but she will be back. But you can see her every other week on Ham Nation. Please, she has a Patreon. But by the way, don't wait for her to join me again on on my channel. She Go support channel. her. Yeah. Go support her YouTube channel. Go support her Patreon. If if you join her Patreon, you can get on like a high tier, where you, you're literally getting like weekly feedback from her on what's going on with the space weather. Amazing. Do that. That's super. Amazing. All right, and now it's time. It's the final email. We made it. You made it. <laughs> the final email is titled CW Hot Tub T-shirt idea. And this comes from, oh, there's lots of good pictures. And this comes from Mike. All right. Hey, guys, I'm not an artist at all, but I made a little sketch to just sort of convey the basic idea about a possible CW hot tub design. I've attached a pic of the shirt with the design and colors that kind of lend themselves what I had in mind. If you decide you like it, although granted, it's probably easier to make cartoon dogs playing cards look interesting than <laughs> CW keys chilling in a hot tub. An app you might find super useful as you're learning CW is Ham Morse. I'll include a link. Mm -hmm. You can adjust every parameter of the code you'll receive and can set it up to send only the characters you want to hear. It's important to keep the individual character speed fast, but you have uh, but you have a way to slow down the words per minute uh, speed just a bit. That gives you more time between the characters and might make things a bit easier in the short run, especially once you've added several more characters to your list. The Ham Morse app allows you to keep the faster character speed, but slow down the words per minute speed. And once you become more proficient, you can set the app up to send you today's news and CW from several different news feeds or create both sides of a Mocuso to copy at whatever speed you choose. As I've said before, I really enjoy the podcast and listen every week. It is entertaining, informative, and often so funny. Listening to it feels like relaxing on the back deck with good friends who just happen to be as interested in ham radio as I am. I agree with one of your reviewers last week who mentioned that you offer something to the demographic of folks who have children and or are just interested in hearing about the facets of family and community life beyond ham radio. Hmm. No other ham related podcast offers that. So keep up the great work. Oh, thank you so much. 73 Mike KE0FFT and Mike that those are great recommendations thank you. for Ham Morris um that's uh, fantastic. Thank you. And I'm going to show Josh pictures of the CW hot tub idea. <laughs> that's the hot tub. Yes. Those are the keys. Lightning. Uh that's dogs playing cards. Yeah. And then I'm not sure that what that is. Oh, I think that's CW Morse. Morse. That's or Ham Morse. Morse. Yeah. A screenshot of it. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for the kind words and the recommendations. I like it. I still like a picture of my big dumb face with two hats on it. One <laughs> says CW and the other says lounge. I don't okay. know why that sounds so yeah. funny to me. I just, I really like that. Okay. Hmm. But a but a Morse code, a Morse key hot tub situation could be good too. I like that too. That's good. Okay. 
Lots of things to think about. And if we make it, you will get one. There you go. Well, we thank all of you for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to us or just incorporate us into your doldrums of the day. I I think that's probably more uh, where we get played is when people are just going through the boring parts of their day. And the fact you bring us along on your journey means a lot to us. Until we talk to you again, 73. 73. Take it easy.